0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of every age, you're listening to Real Geek News. Now, give it up for your hosts on Zoom, Kevin and Raul. Hello everybody. My name is Kevin Andrew Rivera,
1: and I am Raul Ceballos.
0: And this is Real Geek News. Woo! What's up? Yeah, Episode man.
1: One. What up? How you doing, man?
0: I'm good. I I'm I've been w- I've been waiting for this day to happen because <laughs> i've just been so ready to talk about all the nerdy news movie stuff
1: um, there yeah there's been a lot
0: there's been a, a lot. lot of news the, i the plan was is to do a monthly uh monthly news right and as we gathered all this stuff all this news article stuff we realized that it's there's so much to talk about in May, uh,
1: especially this month. We picked we picked a great month to do to do our introductory episode,
2: yeah, for real.
1: of our podcast uh, because we're doing, of course, we're covering all the all the news, all the you know genre film, TV news, all that stuff uh, for the past month, and so. May was a busy month. May was huge, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah,
0: it's been it's been big for Marvel. We were just having all the Star Wars celebration, which I celebration?
2: completely forgot about until
0: yep. you told me about it, dude. Yup. Um. So I I don't know. We got we got plenty to talk about. It's funny.
1: Yeah, we have a we have a running docket. You know, as the month goes on and then each of us, we kind of, uh, you know, it's a Google Doc and each of us kind of adds news things that we want to talk about as they come out and as we hear about it. And then uh, we had a pretty full list coming out until about early last week. And then I was like, wait a minute, Kevin, shit, you do realize before we record, uh, Star Wars Celebration will have happened. So we got to talk about all that stuff, too. So we crammed all that in there.
0: When I saw the list that you just added towards the end of the week about all the Star Wars stuff, I was
1: yeah. like, oh, my God, here we go. I, I, I tried to get all the big stuff. I mean, they announced a bunch of other, like, things here and there, like, some yeah. about, like, you know, like, the, the kids TV shows and all that stuff. We don't need to cover that so much. Just, like, the really big things. Um, yeah.
0: And, and that's the thing for all, all the listeners out there. Uh, the, the There are so there's so much news every month. That we there's only there's only so much that we can talk about, so we mm. pick out the the biggest topics that will be the most interesting for everybody else, you know, for the general public audience to to at least understand what's going on in Hollywood at the moment. Yeah. Um, We're humongous Marvel, Star Wars, DC, mm. big fans of those types of things, mm-hmm. and a lot of our news stuff is gonna end up being a lot of that, but we will talk about multiple other things as well. TV series, video game, movie-related TV stuff, Um, whatever comes into entertainment that uh, is going to show up in front of a screen in front of you, we will be talking about, and uh, I'm super pumped. Again, I'm Kevin Andrew Rivera. This is Raul Ceballos. Hey, hey. Um, We're going to, we want to talk about our intro here and and, uh, introduce ourselves, and the best way to do it is by telling you guys one of our top three favorite movies of all time, or... Are all three of our top three favorite movies of all time, (laughs) as I should say. But uh, Raul, why don't you go first, man?
1: Oh, um, I was complete. This was completely sprung up on me, so I didn't. I didn't have time. I will say, okay, I I I didn't have time to think of my top three, but maybe I will by the time I finish talking here. So (laughs) I will say, uh, my number one favorite movie of all time is, and for a while it used to kind of change, but for the past two three years this has consistently been at the top and anytime anybody asks me what's your favorite movie of all time this is always the answer is raiders of the lost ark that is my favorite movie of all time and uh it just to me it just epitomizes everything that i loved about watching movies as a kid all that stuff It, it it made me it made me love movies it made me love you know everything there is about you know what it's like to be, be be a child. Sit down and watch a watch a great movie and like have it tick all the boxes for you, and, and you're just you know you're satisfied on every level. For me, that was Raiders of the Lost Ark. So that's that's my number one. Um, totally. I,
0: I'm gonna sound horrible for asking this, but that's I always get the first one and the second one mixed up with Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom is the second one, right?
1: Temple of Doom is the second one, okay, but it is it. a prequel to Raiders of the Lost Ark. So that's. It. Yeah, it's the second one that came out, but it took place before Raiders of the Lost Ark. But, um, but that's how that goes. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, people I, have mixed opinions about about the second one. I like the second one. I, I again, that I was that imprinted on me pretty early as a kid. But I Raiders, you haven't watched it.
0: I, I I watched it, but when I was so young, so I, I gotta I gotta rewatch it. Are think,
1: you ta- Raiders or Temple of Doom?
0: Temple of Doom. I watched oh. Raiders. Uh, I've seen Raiders before when I was younger, but I saw it recently. Okay, and, uh, I love it. I think Harrison Ford, perfect that's, introduction to him.
1: That's the best one. You don't need to even worry about the other one. If you want to watch Temple of Doom, that's great. Last Crusade's great, and that's all of the Indiana Jones movies that have existed. Just those three, and no more.
2: <laughs> well, you know, there's another one
1: coming. Uh, no uh, more. I, I well, it. No, yes, the fourth one is what they announced at Star yeah, Wars Celebration. Yeah. That is not, the fourth one. Not the fifth one. one. Yeah, not there's no that aliens is, in
0: Indiana Jones, but we so. will
1: get to we will get to that uh, we will get to that <laughs> announcement when we talk about uh, Star Wars celebrations. So well, what that's, if they uh, give us aliens in the new one? Kevin, you <laughs> shut your mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, As you were saying, uh, yeah. So th- so that's my top. Uh, that's my number one favorite film of all time. Number two, I'd have to say Empire Strikes Back. I mean, that oh, is yes, that so is nice. uh, honestly sometimes Empire and the original A New Hope kind of they interchange as far as, you know, when they, you know, when they take that spot. Oh, yeah. um, but right, I have to say right now, it's definitely Empire. Uh, my third favorite film, my third favorite film, oh, man, I'd have to really, really think about this. But what has been popping up for me lately, uh, I don't know. This may change, but right now I just can't stop thinking about The Godfather Part Two.
0: Godfather Part Two. That is,
1: yeah, I. That's one of my. That's got to be in my top ten, along with the first Godfather also being my top ten. Um, the Godfather. Kevin, have you seen any of the Godfather movies?
0: I have seen the first. Quarter of the
1: first one. <laughs> okay, okay. Listen,
0: this is a movie news podcast. All right. If that's what the that's what you want to challenge me to watch later, the week. I was gonna ahead. say. I think
1: that's that's the <laughs> that's that's the one I was gonna give you for homework. But we'll and, see. And we'll, also, when we get to,
0: th- to be fair. I am already disappointed in myself for saying that out loud. That I haven't. That's all right. All of it yet, dude. What, I what still. Enough, though, I, yeah. I saw. I met a guy the other day who was talking to me about the Godfather, and he was like. Yeah, you, you haven't seen The Godfather
1: yet. You should watch Godfather 1 and 2. They're the best.
0: Yeah. And I was like, wait, wasn't there a third one? And he was like, no, <laughs> we don't talk about that
1: one. Yeah, there's no third Godfather and there's no fourth Indiana Jones. Uh, <laughs> those movies do not exist. Yeah, no, uh, Godfather Part 2 is, uh, don't get me wrong, I love Godfather 1. I love the first one. I think that's such a great movie. I, I think Godfather 2 is superior to godfather one i think it's just the storytelling is 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 done so well there's a bunch of parallel storytelling going on with the present day and in the past and it's just really well crafted and i think it is a great one two punch godfather one and two they're great companion pieces. i mean you go watch those two back to back it's it's a wonderful viewing experience but in my opinion right now i i'd have to say godfather two is is better than one
0: you know, I was actually going to just start watching uh, some kind of Italian style or gangster mobster movie last night because I heard that uh, Ray Liotta died.
1: Yes. Um, you heard about yes. that? Yes, and, I uh, did. That was very sad, yeah. I was so
0: bummed out, and so I looked up on HBO Max uh, uh, Goodfellas, and I was uh-huh. like, oh, should I watch Goodfellas? Oh, Do it. Cool. And then I ended up playing uh, Harry Potter Fantastic <laughs> Beasts 3 with no. the, uh, the, the Secrets of Dumbledore. And I, Come dude, on. I, I couldn't finish the Kevin. Movie, I didn't finish the movie, if that makes you feel better. I was like,
1: oh, should I watch uh, Goodfellas or <sighs> Harry Kevin, Potter Kevin, 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 I'm so disappointed in I, you. If was... you have the choice between <laughs> Goodfellas and Fantastic Beasts 3, whatever okay. it's called, Secrets of Dumbledore, always watch Goodfellas. I got, always I, watch Goodfellas.
0: I'll say this. I, I have seen Goodfellas. I love okay. Goodfellas. Goodfellas okay. is an amazing movie. But I will say the trailer on HBO Max made me laugh so hard because it was literally just like the Don LaFontaine voice, kind of being like this <laughs> in a world where mobsters have to fight. Uh, all I could think was like, "Oh yeah. my God, you're basically telling us the entire movie in one yeah. in like three minutes.
1: Why is this trailer so long?" That's how trailers. Well, I don't know. I feel like sometimes trailers even give too much away, even now. But yeah, there's, oh, yeah. yeah, you have Don LaFontaine narrating the whole the whole movie. <laughs>
0: I, I, I will admit, I do miss hearing Don LaFontaine in trailers, but the way that trailers are now, it's I feel nostalgic. Like it's more of like show-don't-tell kind of trailer yeah. stuff nowadays, which I appreciate way more. For I think sure. that makes movies a hundred times better. Uh, and trailers, they hype you up more that way, I think. Mm-hmm. I feel oh, like yeah. we, to hear somebody being like, let me tell you about this movie. It's just like, okay, well, <laughs> yeah, what are you, my my creepy uncle that like doesn't know how to talk straight? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: But, uh, okay, we'll get well, into some trailers for sure and talk about those that's that's for sure
0: a oh yes definitely we have a trailer section we will d- be discussing everybody yes.
1: um, okay so what about so what about you Kevin what are your top three
0: okay so I couldn't make up my mind I have a top five but I, I swear I'll come on that's cheating you I didn't
1: yeah. know there was I didn't know we could do that if you told me five
0: no, if you want to add two more you can't
1: well no we've spent way too much time on me it's exactly your turn. True, yeah, very yeah
0: true how dare you talk about yourself so much? <laughs> Um, okay, so I got I, I got to list mine off first, and then I'll, I'll go through like at least three of them and just discuss. Real all quick. right, all right. Um, number one on my list, or actually, no, this is in no particular order. No particular order. I'm just I'm just spewing them out. So I got Forrest Gump.
1: Oh yeah, Decent. I got
0: Star Wars Episode Five. You <laughs> Um Then I got uh, Spider Man Two.
1: Spider Man Two. Yeah. And
0: then I have Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Mm. And then finally, I have Kung Pao Enter the Fist, <laughs> which, okay, I'll start with that one just because uh, I'm...
1: Explain I, yourself, sir. No, I, I love Kung Pao. I well, mean. you
0: know me. I, yeah. I am a meme
1: lord. I am a meme
0: king, and I <laughs> love memes. I love GIFs. I love everything that's silly on the internet. Yeah. And I always find Kung Pao was like my, my, uh, uh, I guess my introduction to the meme uh, <laughs> uh, you know stuff on the yeah. internet. And so after I started seeing that, I was like, oh, man, like, that's hilarious. we got to, they got to do more things like this. <laughs> but sadly, there isn't a Kung Pao 2, which is such a missed opportunity. No. Um, but that's, that's my silly side. Uh, I don't
1: think I, there's ever been a movie like that since. I mean, that's I don't still think so very either. unique.
0: I feel uh, like, well, uh, to be fair, I feel like nowadays, if, if a white guy did something like that, he'd probably get canceled.
1: Well, but, he would definitely get canceled. <laughs> yeah. But it's for comedy. Yeah. <laughs> but then I got uh, to. The things we do for comedy.
0: Exactly. But also, uh, I, 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 you already talked about Star Wars, so I won't talk about that one. Uh, Forrest Gump, I think Tom Hanks will always be in a special place in my heart. Um, every time I see him, I smile, which I feel like that should be just a, a sentence everybody should be able to say out loud.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then, of course, I'll talk about Spider-Man too. I am a humongous comic book like Marvel fan. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I hear about Spider-Man and all the Marvel news, I get super hyped. And I think Sam Raimi was my introduction to superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. I know X Men came before, and a few other things came before, but
1: me still regarded it's still regarded being on that short list of of you know the great one of the, some of the greatest uh, comic book films of all time. I mean it's it's yeah it's it, it's on a short list with The Dark Knight and and Logan. It's I mean they're they're all up there. Yeah, Spider Man Two definitely one of those.
0: I think uh, I think very well I was
1: celebrated films. when
0: when did it come out? 2002, I think. 2002, right? the first yep. one. I yep. was in second grade. When no, that
1: the, came yeah, out. The, yeah. Sorry, the first one, 2002.
0: Yeah, I, I was seven. That was twenty years ago.
1: Oh Holy God, crap. Kevin, you such a <laughs> baby! My God,
0: isn't it crazy though? When you hear that, like that movie came out twenty years ago. Like yeah. I, I know, I know. You just said I'm such a baby, but I feel old just yeah, saying that like, out loud. I was like
1: 12, 13 when it came out. Yeah. God damn.
0: So you're even older.
1: <laughs> I know, man. Yeah, it's that's nuts. I'll tell you. Oh, well, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I was gonna get a sidetracked on something else, but you continue your list because I feel like we can. No, no, can... no.
0: We'll we'll end it at three things to talk about there because I I don't want to like dick the intros too long, you know. But what's your side thing, real quick? No, I was
1: gonna say you're we're talking about you know feeling old. I had uh, I had kind of an embarrassing, <laughs> I had kind of an embarrassing moment happen to me today. It's funny. I I don't know if you've had this moment like these moments where you like stop and like realize just how much older and lamer you're getting, (laughs) but that's kind of what happened to me this morning. I was, uh, I was taking our dog to get groomed. She had a grooming appointment this morning and uh, you know uh, it was just me and the dog and and my 18 month old daughter, because my wife is out at work. So, you know, it was just me and the girls. So um, we took her this morning to get to drop her off the groomers and I'm having a good day. You know, I've, I've been having a good morning. I was in a good mood today I don't know. I slept really well, you know, whatever. I was just, I was feeling good. I had a little extra pep in my step, you know? Um, love that. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and when I'm, when I'm usually in a good mood and stuff, I'm feeling very, uh, you know, I'm, I'm usually more social and less self-conscious and I have no problem striking up a conversation, small talk with a stranger here and there, you know, I get a little light, you know, a little lighter. And so, but anyway, so I was feeling good and and uh we went in, into into the groomers and I went up to the desk and I got my daughter in the stroller and my dog uh Dora on the leash and uh the lady at the desk was like uh she said, "Hey, so what's your what's your baby's name?" And I say, "Oh, yeah, this is Dora." And then I kind of paused and then <laughs> and then with this shit-eating grin, I I also went <laughs> uh <laughs> wait, hold on. What did I say? Oh, no, no. I lost it. I lost it. Wait, You're wait, 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 wait. ruining the joke. Role. Oh, you gotta cut this out because it's gotta <laughs> It's gotta. It's gotta flow smoothly. <laughs>
0: no, we are definitely not cutting it out. Hold on.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, it's okay. Yeah. So, uh my <laughs> shit. I'm totally blanking right now. You're like, I got oh, no. I set this story name. up so well, and it's like the the blue balls of a of a punchline here. Hold on, yeah, I gotta say, think.
0: Th- this this tra- story alone just shows how much of a dad you are right now. <laughs> I know.
1: I know. It's well. I'm trying to get the the way I said it right. Um Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So all right. <laughs> okay. So I go up to the desk. Right. And uh, I'm I got the baby in the stroller. And the lady at the desk says, "Hey, so, you know what's uh what's your baby's name?" I go, "Oh, this is Dora." And then I paused. And then yeah, I just had like this shitting and grin on my face. And then I go, "I assume you're talking about the one with fur." <laughs> and then as soon as I said that, as soon as I said that. <laughs> Yeah, with the laugh and everything. I assume you're talking about the one with the fur. And as soon as I said that, I was like, I felt so ashamed of who I was and everything that I stand for in this world. Because that was, I was just like, what is, what the hell was that? What are you, that was like the lamest dad thing you've ever said, ever. <laughs> Yeah, boy. I assume you're talking about the one with the fur. Did she <laughs> just... look or anything? Or... okay, here's the thing. So she didn't hear the joke. She uh. didn't. She didn't hear the joke. And usually, when people don't hear a joke, I say, you know, like I'll tell the joke and they don't hear it. I'll I'll try and like I'll do that thing where I like casually try to like repeat it.
0: <laughs> like, oh my god! But like, Robo. be
1: super casual because I want to make sure they heard it. Because listen, Kevin, I need validation. I need people to know of that course, I'm funny. Of I need this validation, but it's funny. I'll like, I'll like repeat it, but like in a very casual way, almost as though I'm not trying to repeat it. Like it's still the first time I said it, but in this case, uh, there was no way I was going to repeat that joke. I was, I was, I recognized it as a sign and the universe going, listen, that joke sucked, but listen, we're going to give you a pass. She didn't hear it, but you know what? How about you just keep that in your brain and never say it again?
0: I, I wish that she had heard it because then I she, I would have loved to see the disappointment in her face of uh, like, ha ha. Yeah. And then and then she gives you a copy of yeah. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and goes, this is <laughs> real. And you're like, ah, no.
1: Just like kick me while I'm down. Double yeah, disappointment. For... <laughs> no, it worked out. I'm glad. Thank God she didn't hear it because uh, <laughs> I don't know. I would have I just walked out with the dog and everything. You know what? Uh, she, she doesn't need to be grim today. Well, we'll just come back later. Bye.
0: Well, I mean, with any luck, she would probably hear this now on this podcast, along with all the other listeners. <laughs>
1: yeah, she's definitely listening to me. this. Story.
0: Yeah, next time you go, you got to be like, hey, uh, you like movies? Uh, without getting <laughs> all creepy about it. <laughs>
1: you sound like <laughs> you an old inspired. Italian. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, uh, you got like a movie? I, gotta, I got some movies for you. Hey, I'm a come on. Come on
2: going to like this. It's going to be really good. Oh,
1: no, yeah. you
0: know what? That sounds more like the uh, the, the alien from uh, episode one of Star Wars.
1: <laughs> Little Annie. Hey, what's good? Yeah. Republic credits are no good here. <laughs> what are you, a
2: Jedi? Waving your hand like that. <laughs> uh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> well,
1: that's a good know. segue to talk that's about great. some movies then. Yeah, huh? sorry about that. I took us on a long journey. All right, Thanks we scary. got a lot of stuff to do. We got a lot of stuff to talk about.
0: Raul. Yeah. We got our first topic of the day for our first episode of ever. Let's talk uh, about this. We'll we got news.
1: Yeah, what is that? What is that sweet sweet first topic? Our first topic of the day is Peacemaker spin-off series with Amanda Waller. All right. Yes.
0: Here is a, a quote from an article from Variety that tells us mm-hmm. Viola Davis is eyeing a return to the role of Amanda Waller in her own spin-off series currently in the works at HBO Max. Variety has learned from sources. Exact plot details are mostly under wraps at this point, but sources say the show will build off of Waller's appearance at the end of Suicide Squad spin-off series Peacemaker. <gasps> Davis right. would executive produce their series. In addition to starring, Crystal Henry would write and executive produce. Henry's past credits includes the hit series, HBO limited series, Watchmen, on mm-hmm. which she wrote the episode, If You Don't Like My Story, Write Your Own. James Gunn would executive produce along with Peter Safran. Warner Bros. Television will produce. All right. Yeah. So, again, Peacemaker series spin-off with Amanda Waller. Uh, personally, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll say this first. I have not seen enough of Amanda Waller to be like,
2: whoa, this is amazing
0: news. Yeah. Woo, I'm so pumped. But I do know that Viola Davis is an amazing actress. Yes. There is no doubt or question about Academy, that.
1: Academy Award winning actress.
0: Dude, from Fences, right? I think she Fences, got
1: from Fences. Uh, The Help. I mean. Uh,
0: oh, my God, The Help. I, oh, how did I even forget that?
1: Yeah, you name it. I mean, she's done it.
0: She's incredible. If you guys, if you haven't seen Fences, though, you you gotta see that movie just to see the scene between Viola Davis and Denzel Washington when she's like standing up for herself, her, I, you know, her character.
1: Yeah, I have to check it out. I I haven't oh, seen it.
0: It is a tearjerker. Like she cries on screen, and I'm I'm a big crier, So like, if I see somebody crying on screen, I'll cry as well. But uh, <laughs> it's it's so worth watching. If you like crying, watch that movie. If you don't like crying. Watch it anyway, so you know what we're talking about here. But uh,
1: she's currently on a she's currently on a, on a TV show uh, called the um, the First Lady, and it's sh- it's like a different oh, different stories Obama. about different first ladies, and she plays Michelle Obama. Yeah. Dude, she is she looks just like Michelle Obama.
0: Dude, I haven't seen the show yet, but I really want to. Is I haven't it either.
1: Yet? It's called it's called the First Lady, I believe. It's uh yeah, it the First Lady. An,
0: is it on HBO Max or? It
1: is on. Just one second. Um. It's on Showtime.
0: On Showtime. Yeah,
1: so it's uh, yeah, it's the First Lady, starring Jillian Anderson, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Viola Davis. Um, yeah, it, it looks pretty good, and she looks just like Michelle Obama. Uh, she Man, just I, like disappears we, into that role.
0: Can we also just say that there's so many streaming channels right now that, like, at some point, I'm like,
1: should oh, we nuts. just go back to cable? <laughs> it's <laughs> this is it's, not, it's nuts. It's uh, nuts. Yeah, we'll we'll see how this all. How everything, you know, budget-wise and price-wise, how this all may or may not circle back around to being just as expensive as paying for cable. We'll see. For real.
0: But, Raul, how how do you—what do you want to see in in a story like this with Amanda Waller in a spinoff series? Like, what should the story be about in your opinion?
1: Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, well— there's no question that this show will definitely be, you know, she had her cameos in, in Peacemaker, which by the way, by the way, Peacemaker was such a great show. Super I freaking loved show. Peacemaker. I thought it was hilarious and it was, you know, really intense at the same time. And good Lord, John Cena can re- he surprised me. Like, yeah. oh he can God. really do those uh dramatic scenes just as well as he can do comedy, which And is, those
0: dance moves too. The da- <laughs> yes. do you really want to do. Really
1: yeah, that's probably yeah, one of my favorite TV intros of all time now. Um, but yeah, she had her cameos in a couple episodes of Peacemaker. And of course, you know, that show was more lean, gearing towards comedy. Um, I think, though, if you're going to do a Viola, uh, uh, an Amanda Waller spinoff uh, with Viola Davis, it's definitely going to be much darker, right? I mean, her character is super intense. Um, and of course, now I think uh, spoilers for, for, um, for Peacemaker, for those who haven't seen it, it uh, I believe, what's her name, Adebayo? Um, Auto yeah the AutoB she yeah. kind of outed Amanda Waller, right she outed her as being the 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 leader of um Task Force X and all that stuff, and you know um so she's kind of uh, been exposed now as far as all the nefarious things and sketchy things that were going on yeah uh so I assume the show will deal with the fallout of that and mm. possibly you know um we'll get oh my goodness what's what's her name who's the one who played uh Adebayo?
0: I always forget her name, but she was in. uh, uh,
1: Orange is the New Black, yeah. Orange Um, is
0: the New Black. Wasn't she. No, no, she wasn't in this. Uh, Yeah, Orange is the New Black. Uh, I definitely feel like I've seen her somewhere else, but. I'm blanking out her name, but what? What about her? What about her?
1: Danielle Brooks. D- Danielle Brooks. She played Danielle Leota Brooks. Leota Arobayo, and she plays, uh, yeah, Amanda Waller's daughter. But um, yeah, I'm hoping that we get to see her again because I really enjoyed her in um, Peacemaker. I thought she was really funny, and we also know she can do serious and dark. Um, you know, from. Uh, doing a bunch of other st- other things, including Orange is the New Black. So I'm hoping yeah. to see her back again. Um, I'm assuming this this probably isn't good for their mother-daughter relationship. I'm sure there's kind of a strain, obviously. And we're, we're going to de- deal with the fallout of Amanda Waller and um, uh, Leota's, you know, having outed her. And so...
0: Yeah. I think, uh, personally, I feel like Adebayo, she, as as a character, like, in Peacemaker she's always the kind of person that feels bad for others and wants to help other people. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is her mom, you know? Yeah. So, like, she's outing her mom. So I can't imagine the series being about her being complete enemies with her mom suddenly. Right. Like, I, I, I feel like if they try to do some spin-off series with, you know, Amanda Waller, it'd be more about how her her daughter tries to, you know, find that, that connection again with her mom again and, yeah. you know, find a way to apologize or something. But I also have, like, this idea of... Uh, uh, you know, in, in Captain America Winter Soldier, the way that uh, Nick Fury gets, like, chased after by HYDRA and stuff like that, um, it's, a, like, a very espionage kind of thing of, like, when you're on your own and the whole government's out to get you kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I agree with you. I think, I think it could definitely go into a darker tone, uh, mm-hmm. even darker than Peacemaker. And mm-hmm. I think Amanda Waller herself is a darker character. So, yeah. like, when you look at Peacemaker, he is just comedy, you know? Yeah. John Cena is also really good at comedy, um, but it's when you look at Amanda Waller. I, th- I think uh, Viola Davis. I'm sure she can do comedy as well. I'm, you know, she's well. Done she's a done
1: well. I mean, in the in the in in Peacemaker, the little bit we saw her in Peacemaker, and in the Suicide Squad, the James Gunn Suicide Squad, she plays a good straight man in those comedic uh, moments. So she does have, you know, you've got all these crazy characters, you know, she's, she's briefing everybody, right? She's yeah. briefing the suicide squad and telling them, Hey, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Everybody's cutting up, making their jokes, peacemakers saying this, you know, King shark saying that everybody's like, you know, clearly not taking it seriously. And you get these great reactions from Viola Davis, from Amanda Waller, just the eye rolling and the, just kind mm. of the really kind of uh, gruff kind of curt. Uh, you know push back to all those things so she does she does play this kind of straight man role very well in uh in the suicide squad so she does kind of she does
0: uh, it could be funny if they wanted it to be funny
1: right if they wanted to Although, add a little bit of humor in there i mean i'm yeah I'm, i have no doubt that they might put a little bit of humor in it but i think yeah. it will definitely lean darker
0: i i think so too just because also it's like you know marketing wise they've got a show that's a comedy they've got a show that's that's you know darker and actiony they've got a show that's more about puzzles and mystery they got a show that's more about you know like they got to come up with different types of shows that they want to put out Mm -hmm. and if it's if it's all just comedies and it's like all right so warner bros dc is just all comedy shows i guess that's cool yeah no Um, they
1: want to they want a diversified they want a very well diversified uh set of Things that they can put out there, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I, I love comedy. I love 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 comedy. But like, I, I totally want to see somebody take these characters into a darker uh, yeah. position direction because I think it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be refreshing, and I guess I, I can't wait to see what they come up with because I'm so used to seeing Viola Davis as like the head honcho behind mm-hmm. the scenes, which is uh another thing about Nick Fury. Going back to that is mm-hmm. uh, I know they're doing the the Secret Wars show on Disney Plus with him, and so a Secret Invasion. Me, Oh, my God, that's what I meant to say. Oh, <laughs> my Marvel fandom. Um, good be,
1: you've lost credit. Yeah, of. I've lost you so lost. much credit. Hey,
0: I haven't seen Godfather 1 and 2 yet, so we don't talk about 3. Uh, but, no, I, I, think, I think I'm going to wait to see how that show turns up because I'm pretty sure that Samuel Jackson's going to be the first one to showcase that type of reality and that, you know, that type of show. Sure, sure. He's the head honcho who's now the main character in his own show. Yeah. We're going to see what Violet Davis does after that. Um, yeah. it'll just be a good example, but I'm sure it'll be very different. Hope, yeah. You know, I'm sure there's not going to be as many aliens as, you know, in, in the Marvel stuff, but who knows? We'll, we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I think Viola Davis is great. She's a great dramatic actress and she, um, this show, I, I definitely feel like will bring the drama and she's, she's great at that. Oh, how to get away with murder too. She's, uh, Ooh. She, I've, I haven't seen how to get away with murder, but I know she's, she's, has she won Emmys for that show?
0: I mean, Probably. I wouldn't be surprised.
1: I can't remember if she's won Emmys or not, but yeah. And, oh, and one more thing I wanted to add. Yes, the writer, the writer Crystal Henry, um, known for being one of the writers of Watchmen, which also, that's another show that I really enjoyed. I loved Watchmen. Did you watch Watchmen?
0: I watched the first two episodes.
1: All right, get out of here, Kevin. Okay, bye. Get out of here. <laughs> no, it's great. If, if you ever get a chance to finish it, do. It's it's very well, very well written, very well paced, and it adds a whole new layer to the world of Watchmen that... Um, that really gets you to, to think in a different way about things, and it's it works on mul- multiple levels. So um, I hear about you know one of the writers of Watchmen being attached to this. I'm like, yeah, sign me up. This is I- I'm excited for this.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I've heard a lot of good stuff about that show too. So like mm-hmm. I'm I'm not worried. Like I, I think one of the most important things to do whenever you hear of a new project is who's the actor? Are they good? Are the directors good? Are the writers good? Cool, right. done. Usually, if one of those is bad, then it's like, I don't know how to feel 100 percent just yet, but we'll see what the reality yeah, yeah. look like. But that, that's ages from now. We'll let future Us deal with those problems. <laughs> but uh, segueing into other DC stuff, yeah, we got which, our second main topic here, which got? is the we gotta look at the blue Beetle suit, and uh, yeah, I'm completely blanking out on the actor's name, but he's the guy who plays the main kid from Cobra Kai on Netflix. Yes. And uh, he, his suit looks really freaking awesome His movie. name
1: is Solo Maridueña.
0: Aha, God bless you. Yes.
1: Uh yeah, he's great. I I like him in um in Cobra Kai. I think he's 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 really good uh really good actor and he's really uh kind of he sh- he's shown a lot of different kinds of styles of, you know, he's done some comedy and he knows martial arts and he does the drama. I mean, I like this kid.
0: Yeah. I I agree. I think there there's a scene in Cobra Kai where, uh, I guess he, he has like this relationship with the, the, the father figure of the show, and uh, I don't want to spoil too much, but like there's a point in which their relationship is so strong that he sees him as a father figure, and the father figure starts talking in his sleep and he says somebody else's name, and you know, uh, this guy's reaction to it is just so pure. And the way he starts tearing up and he's brokenhearted, that was the moment for me that yeah. I was like, oh, this kid's good. Like He's going to go some awesome places. So when they announced that Blue Beetle was happening with him, I was like, of course, of course yep. it's happening with him. Yeah. But uh, I know in the podcast, we can't really see the suit. I know Raul and I can, but if we could describe what it looks like to everybody, um, I'm sure that would be a little bit helpful for them. Um, I would say it's kind of like, a, to me, it looks like an Iron Man suit but it's blue, um, mm-hmm. and it's got less armor on the bottom than it does on the top. The top is, like, jacked up with armor.
1: Um, yeah, it's got kind of like this X design on the chest as well. Um, which
0: looks really cool, by the way.
1: And in the comics, I believe there's, because I'm doing a side-by-side comparison with the, with the movie and the comics version. In the comics, uh, it, I mean, it looks really damn close. I mean, it's, it's very, very comic accurate. And I don't know, any. I, don't, I haven't read any Blue Beetle. I don't know anything about Blue Beetle, but I know just from what I'm looking at, there's also like some wings he has, which I'm assuming in the picture on set, there's no wings, but I'm assuming that might be something they'll just add in post, like they'll what? just add like CG wings or something like that.
0: Well, I think it, it kind of varies. Uh, in the comics, there's a lot of different types of suits that they've done for him. Um, ah. This one, I think, is more towards the original one. I did a little bit of, of research on <laughs> at least the origin story of Blue yeah. Beetle. Uh, basically, what y'all got to know about Blue Beetle is that uh, there's, a, there's a race of, of these specific aliens that have these scarabs. And they send them to different planets. And the scarabs attach themselves to citizens of those planets, transforming them into the Blue Beetle. And there's multiple Blue Beetles that basically just start murdering their own people on their own planets. And so they use the Blue Beetles to take over those planets. And after the planet's been destroyed, they take all those people that were turned into Blue Beetles and they join their army and go to the next planet. Um, In the comics, supposedly, uh, there's like a Green Lantern that saw one of the scarabs flying in space and he like blasted it trying to kill it before it Mm. could cause any more harm. And it teleported to Earth, to which, you know, our main character finds the scarab after a lot of people on Earth uh, start learning about it. And he ends up gaining the powers, except his beetle that, uh, you know, attaches himself to him is cracked. And so it doesn't take over his mind. And so he's kind of like, he literally is an Iron Man. Interesting. In a blue suit. And uh, I, I think it's, it's very close to like the nanotech suit with Tony Stark from Infinity War. Or like his weapons, he, he can create weapons on his hands and whatever parts of his body, I guess. Um, it's pretty neat. He's got like the jetpack and flying ability. He's got super strength. And I think at one point I read something about how his skin can like, act like paper and regenerate or whatever. Um, it's really huh. freaky. So I, I wonder what parts they're going to they're gonna adapt to the you know film stuff. So either way, I'm pumped because the best thing about this is that not that many people know what Blue Beetle is or who he is. Hmm. And so this movie is going to be a really good introduction. And since they're already very comic book accurate so far, appearance wise, I'm already really excited about it.
1: And what's really cool about this is uh, Kevin and I. For those of you who don't know us, Kevin and I are both uh, Puerto Rican. So we, uh, yeah. Any chance we have to see where we see you know Latinos represented in um, movies in general, but especially superhero movies, stuff like this. I, I mean, this is so cool. Like, I mean, I'm looking at the cast right now. It's like almost all you know Latino cast, you know. And of course you got, and then you got Susan Sarandon in there. Um, but you've got uh, you know an all-star cast of, of, of all these wonderful Hispanic uh, Latino actors. And you got George Lopez in there, Uncle Rudy Reyes. Um, Heck, yeah. Oh, so man, that's awesome. Any anytime I see things like this, I always think it's so cool to, you know, the, the, uh, so cool to see, like, Latinos like this represented in, in these uh, comic book movies.
0: Also, um, wait, I guess it's safe to say that, like, his heritage is Mexican, right? Is, is he Mexican?
1: I believe so. Um, I think- well, I mean, Blue Beetle? Yeah, or, or like
0: the the kid who plays Blue Beetle, or the the actor and the character, I guess.
1: Well, I don't know actually. I don't know. I'm not again. I'm not that familiar with the character to know uh, exactly where.
0: I I but, only figure if George Lopez is gonna be like an uncle, I'm like, oh, okay, then that kind of could, cool. could be,
1: could be, could be.
0: Either way, I mean, that's awesome. That's so cool. Like, I think already that tells me that if they're gonna they're gonna have to put in some good you know humor in there as well. And I'm I'm feeling like a like a whole Spider-Man Far From Home or. Homecoming vibe, kind of thing to it. Is is this the first?
1: Is this the first superhero movie led by a Latino character, like a La- Latino superhero?
0: Um, is this?
1: I, I think it might be. Like as the lead,
0: whereas like the character itself, not just the actor, is Hispanic. I think so.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I'm pretty sure. I swear, cool. We're we I'm blanking out right now, but I'm pretty sure it is. I, I'm pretty
1: sure too. I, I think that's pretty cool. I mean, we've got we've we have uh, other you know superhero characters who have appeared like America Chavez, but you know she's not right. the lead of her own yeah. movie. Um, she's you know she's a, a, a supporting character in Doctor Strange's movie, but um, you know characters like that. But I think this is the first superhero movie where we have a Latino as the lead. Let's um, just
0: hope that they can that, you know Warner Brothers can put it out. Very soon, because uh, I think they're they're just starting to film this movie right now, aren't they? Or or maybe they're halfway through it. They're
1: filmed. They're f- uh, I don't know how far into the production they are, but they are in the middle of filming it. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, they said that the Flash was going to come out in 2014, and like.
1: It's oh, 2022. Don't, don't get you me know? started <laughs> on the Flash. That movie is. Uh, that's a story for another be I'll be surprised if that movie ever ends up happening. I don't yeah,
0: know. We'll I don't know, but like that's the thing is like <laughs> it's Warner gonna Brothers come or...
1: out. It's just it's, it's 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 there's a weird situation going on there. We won't get into it, but yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, if anything, the the pacing of how Warner Brothers puts out their trailers or even their leaked photos, like it always comes like a year or maybe two years before the project actually comes out to the public. Yeah, and so it's it's kind of like. I don't know like I, I really want this to be good you know I, I want every movie to be good but uh yeah this one and, specifically too because you know we're we're latino and like i'd love to see some latino representation and make yeah. it a good movie um sorry you're gonna say something go ahead
1: no i was just gonna say that yeah it, the, the, the way well at least until recently the way things have been operating there at warner brothers specifically with the dc movies it's, it is kind of like a snail pace of just like kind of getting one out there God, we got a movie out there and then a few you know a year or so later yeah we got another one out oh my there. okay God. just barely getting it out Um uh, we've got um i don't know maybe i'm proven wrong maybe i don't know maybe within the past year there have been like six dc movies that have come out now i just know the batman <laughs> the batman came out recently
0: incredible movie um oh my
1: God. what other dc films have come out within the past year <laughs>
0: Uh, the Zack Snyder film Justice League came
1: out. Ah it doesn't count. Yeah, it that doesn't, was like a yeah, that like was a redo like of a, yeah, that was real, a, real which thing. don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Loved it, of course, way better than than the Joss Whedon one. But yeah. but yeah, so it just it seems like things are kind of moving at a snail pace and it I still they still don't quite know what's going on over there, what the direction is, but you know, with yeah. the recent merger with uh, Discovery, we've got this guy David Zaslav uh, who's come in and he's he's kind of clean in house right he's kind of redoing
0: hail All yeah he's hail he, he,
1: yeah he's been uh he's been canceling you know dc projects and, and he wants right. to refocus things right Crazy. it sounds uh, it sounds pretty promising his yeah. his wanting to refocus and put more of an importance on you know the DC stuff and, and really kind of lift that up and, and revamp that. So you know, we'll I, see what they end up doing with that.
0: Personally, I I hope Zaslav ends up just restarting all of DCU or something like that. Or maybe if it starts with Rebooting Blue Beetle it. and the Batman, yeah, like yeah. take the take Beetle and the Batman and that'll be the new era of DCU. I know yeah. they're still doing Aquaman two and they're doing the Flash. Yeah,
1: there's still like and... these holdovers from like the the original plans for the for their for their like extended universe. You you still got Wonder Woman. Uh, you still got Aquaman. There's the Flash, which we don't know how much longer we'll see Ezra Miller around for. But there's still kind of these tendrils of this holdover of the original plan to do the Justice League and, and all that stuff. But now it's like these are kind of the remnants of that, and, and Shazam and all, which I love Shazam. But there's oh, yeah, there's, so there's plans for Shazam two, and and then Black you got Adam Black Adam, Adam, which is yeah, a spinoff yeah. of Shazam. So you've got all these uh, kind of residual. Tendrils coming out from the that that from that original era, but at the same time now they're starting to do other things, and you know with the Batman and I. Who knows? It's maybe this Blue Beetle film is is its own thing. Yeah. Um. I don't. Maybe. I don't feel too confident that they're gonna tie it in with the rest of the the DC Yeah. But um. But I will say, you know, with all the reshuffling that's going on over at DC right now with with the merger, um. It's promising to know that Blue Beetle is still happening because uh it, it tells me that they feel like they feel pretty confident in this project to let you know let it be definitely and not cancel because you know as we know David Zaslav has been canceling a lot of uh, DC projects specifically a lot of the TV show stuff he's canceling all the CW shows I mean I
0: don't think anybody's going to miss the Batwoman show you know like that's I
1: haven't seen it I never <laughs> they, saw they it They went
0: like I think they changed the the main actress after the second season or something, and then they were like, hey, "I oh, did hear we're about Zaslav was like, "We're we're not doing." This, I was
1: guys. watching all the Berlanti shows for a while. I started watching Arrow, The Flash, uh, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, and then I was watching them all. And then I don't know around. I'm trying to think, like maybe around season four of the flash i kind of stopped watching them all Mm -hmm. because i was trying to watch all these shows and they started coming out with more and black lightning and superman and lois and all that and i was like i can't keep up with all this stuff so i kind of got out of it but i will say my favorite of all those was the flash yeah um i've heard recent i've heard recently it hasn't been doing very well well i
0: mean i I just heard the flash was the best one out of all of them i'd never seen it myself but i've heard so much good stuff it's delightful i will say I Correlating it to Marvel, I my brain tends to do this a lot because superhero stuff, it's the superhero genre, right? Yeah, you can't Watching, not. When you watch Kevin Feige and the Marvel Studios production team and they're suddenly doing like these uh, the Agent Carter series or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. series and mm. Kevin Feige was all like, ah, you know, like. They're not really part of my universe. Like they're yeah, just yeah. like some other higher up wanted to do that. Like I'm never gonna say out loud it's not part of our universe. But notice that it's never really been a part of the universe that I've made. Like maybe one or two cameos here and there, right, Endgame right. or something. But like that's I don't know we, we keep it separate. And they're
1: someone, at the kids table. They're, they're over yeah. there sitting and at the kids' table.
0: Once once they started doing, like, the Disney Plus series, I was like, okay, now it's worth watching these television shows because yeah. I know it kind of spins into this other stuff. Um, and I kind of correlated it with Warner Brothers DCEU because it's like, you know, there's a lot of these, like, shows from the CW that are that are doing this DC stuff, <laughs> but it's like, it's not connected to the movies. That being said... I should still check out the Flash because I hear it's so amazing. It is if if you watch
1: any of them, and I'd even say maybe the first three seasons of Arrow even are also very very well done. Mm. Um, But the Flash is just such a delight. It's just uh, I I don't and I don't know. I I stopped watching after maybe season three or after season four, I think. um, And I heard it continues to 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 do well, but then recently I can't remember how many like seven or eight seasons in now. Mm -hmm. or nine, I can't remember. But lately it's been kind of dwindling from what I hear. But it's a wonderful show. And you don't have to – don't worry about, like, the crossovers and stuff because that's one of the reasons I got sucked up in watching all of these different series is because I'm like, oh, well, they cross over, so I want to be able to know, you know – I want to be able to watch all these series at the same time so I know when they cross over and I can follow this – Don't worry about it. It's exhausting.
0: Let me just add also, so the the listeners know about
1: this. No, please. Raul.
0: No, no, no. We're definitely talking about this. (laughs) Raul is a huge Star Trek fan. And when he first started watching it in 2009, from the beginning, he made like a whole spreadsheet just yep. to like write down every episode from every series and how they all correlate with each other. I got so really sucked in. Get... <laughs>
1: oh, I got I, I got really sucked in. I started yeah I started watching the original series and then after I got done with that I started watching the the movies with the original series crew, and then it got to a point where the s- movies started overlapping with the next generation. Yeah, buddy. But then there's like they're like referencing each other, right? And then eventually, next gen overlaps with. Uh, Deep Space 9 and they just start overlapping as the new series comes out and then they they overlap with the movies as well and the and then they start referencing these little easter eggs and I wanted to be the I wanted to be the one who sit there watching this like oh I get it I get oh hey they crossed this over oh hey Worf is uh you know is now <laughs> over here and when he was on Deep Space 9 now he's over here for this episode oh that's cool and they do all these little really neat easter eggs and tie-ins and crossovers and I wanted to be able to experience all that so yes I did probably the nerdiest thing I ever did, and I made an Excel spreadsheet <laughs> but I'm not gonna lie. By, by release date of each episode of each of the shows mixed in with when the movies came out. And so that I could watch those almost as though I was an audience member living in the, in the 80s and 90s watching these things come out in real time. But you um, know what
0: the good thing is about that is, like, the, when you first told me about that, you were so pumped and excited to share that information with me that, in my mind, by the end of our conversation, I was like, dang, maybe I should do that. Which is why I was like, hey, you have got that consuming.
1: spreadsheet? Uh, you, you want to share that spreadsheet with me? I'll, it's I'll it very out. time. I started doing this in college, and there was so much time I could have spent studying and maybe getting better <laughs> grades. Luckily, I graduated college. but. Oh, I could have spent so much more time studying, but instead I did this. But you know what? I don't regret any of it. Uh, that's it, it. was fun, and I really, I really enjoyed it. So,
0: well, well, going back to the to the DC stuff with CW, like yeah. I, I think there's a lot of shows. Like there's a part of me that would love to do something similar to that because I'd love to be like, oh, I know what this means and what that little Easter egg means from the other show. But like then I see something like the Supergirl show, and I I just saw like a clip of like the horrible CGI and like the bad writing. <laughs> And I was like, Ugh, I don't know if I would yeah. want to do that. So, like, as soon as I heard the whole, like, oh, they're doing uh, the thing where every, all the characters come together, like, in the Avengers. Yeah, the, the
1: Crisis, on Infinite, Earth's, Crisis uh, on Infinite earth stories, yeah. As soon as I
0: saw that I was like
1: oh man
0: so I can't really enjoy the flash yeah, or arrow yeah. without having to see all of the other I got to do
1: and, all this know, extra like, homework ah, I mean man. I mean you don't have to but to 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 get the full potential of enjoyment out of it that you're meant to get it would be nice to ha- to have seen all that stuff, but yeah, after a while, it's, I just got exhausted.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I feel like at, at some point, the best thing to do is just go on YouTube and be like, "Let me just look up a summary. Somebody, yeah, yeah, somebody Recap. summarize this for me, so that I don't yeah. have to watch that part at least, and then just go to the next thing. Yeah, um. Well,
1: like but, I was, yeah, no, no I, was, I was gonna say, yeah, just. But if you're to watch any of those shows, watch The Flash, and don't worry yeah. about the crossovers. Yeah, like I said, like you were saying, just look that up
0: definitely definitely going to want start watching the flash i think it's on uh, hbo max as well right that's cause that's mm, where probably. All the DC stuff goes yeah
1: yeah it probably is yeah
0: i heard that show and the the uh, superman and lois is like the best TV
1: oh really shows. yeah yeah
0: i've heard a lot of good stuff about it interesting but, uh, i haven't
1: yeah i haven't heard anything about it
0: I'm hoping, now segueing back into Blue Beetle here. Yes. um, I'm hoping that the movie ends up being so good that they end up doing like an animated series or like some other types Mm. of spinoffs for Blue Beetle so we can see more of him. Because I already feel like he's going to be a very compelling character just based on how he looks. And also based on the actor who's going to be playing him. He's going to give him some awesome like charismatic vibes to him. Yeah. Um, No,
1: the suit looks dope. The suit looks super dope. Uh, It looks good. It looks really good, yeah. Well,
0: I can't wait to see what else is going to come. Maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe they will give him wings. We should place a wager on it.
1: I don't know. I just assume because I know in the, he's got no wings in the set photo, but when I look, uh, when I look up photos of him on Google Images, I, I know in some pictures he's got the wings. So I just assumed that would be a CGI add-on in post.
0: All right. If, if he ends up having wings when the movie comes out, I'll buy you anything, any food you want. And if he ends up having jetpacks, then you buy me Popeyes because that's my favorite food. of all Specifically, po- that's right. Yeah, <laughs> very specific. Pop-
1: of all chicken the things, is- well, no, I like p- Popeyes is good. Popeyes, is you better. sure you don't want like, like I don't know, like a fan of all that? You can have like a fancy gourmet meal.
0: No, no, dude, Popeyes is life. <laughs>
1: <Just> <laughs> chicken-
0: Popeyes. Listen, if for if for everybody listening, chicken is the yeah. best food of all time. My favorite of all time. You know, KFC used to be called KFC because it stood for Kevin's favorite chicken. Oh, okay. And, uh, there that's, it is. Uh, <laughs> you
1: want to get Kevin to do anything for you, you just give him fried chicken.
0: I will steal. Or just any chicken. doesn't
1: even have to be fried. Just chicken.
0: Just give me a chicken that literally goes, bark, 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 and I'll be like, where do you want me to murder? What is this? What is this?
1: <laughs> you just uh, take it out back and you butcher it yourself. Now.
0: Yes, that's right. I only murder chickens, not people. Thank you everybody for listening. Okay, good. <laughs> don't don't cancel me. I don't hate I don't hate people. Uh anyways. They're Stinklings. coming for you, man. Uh, so moving on from the DC yeah. topics. We're gonna we're to start talking about some Marvel stuff up in here.
1: Marvel. Yes. So, Raul MCU.
0: If, let's get this going, my guy. Yeah. What What'd do we got? got, Raul?
1: All right. So uh yeah, so it looks like uh we got a new uh some info coming out some in uh, some interviews with will poulter uh about his role as adam warlock in guardians oh, 3 well there's a bunch of yeah this is actually a bunch of guardians 3 stuff so guardians is officially wrapped um and uh dave batista has talked about being done with drax this is his last his last outing at drax um in addition to will poulter talking about adam warlock so we'll break this down here a bunch of different things have come out um so yeah, so okay, so Guardians Three has wrapped filming, and um, it's got a May fifth, twenty twenty three release. I'm so stoked, man! I'm, I I can't wait to see uh, what comes from this. We'll see after we see Thor: Love and Thunder, yeah. where that leaves us with the Guardians. So it's kind of hard for me to even speculate at this point what what will be happening in Guardians Three, right? So. Um, but yeah, after, but the, here's one notable thing is that Dave Bautista has said that he is done playing Drax after this, uh, after this movie. So Him and James Gunn, right? James Gunn has said this is also his last Guardians movie, right?
0: Hopefully that just means his last Guardians movie for Marvel. Like, I hope he does something else for Marvel eventually.
1: It's possible, but I think, I, yeah, it's, it's possible. But I think what he said is this is his last Guardians movie. I don't think he said this is my last Marvel movie. But, um, yeah, he's not going to return to the world of the Guardians after this. And, of course, with that, Dave Bautista is also um, no longer playing Drax. Um, and I know Dave Bautista. He has a he has a really good loyalty to uh, James Gunn. You know, when when the whole thing happened where James Gunn was kind of canceled and then you know fired and then rehired again. That whole time, uh, Dave Bautista was very vocal. Well, really, the whole cast was very vocal, but especially Dave Bautista being very vocal about protecting James Gunn. And and, and um, you can tell there's there's a lot of there's a lot of love and a lot of closeness between between him and, and James Gunn. Um, Definitely a lot of loyalty. So um. It's very well that, you know, the decision may be, I don't know, he's given reasons for like, well, I, you know, I can't, he said stuff like, well, I'm getting too old to take my shirt off anymore, which, shut up, Dave Batista, honestly, <laughs> like, get, get out of here, like, you are, you are, you are a tank. Um, How old but, is he again? Oh.
0: I think he's like in his 50s, isn't he? Because like, I, I, I totally get his point of view of saying like, I'm getting too old, like, like I mean, yeah, but also Dwayne the Rock Johnson's probably the same age as you. And look he's, at him; he's also a tank. He's but fifty-three.
1: Like, he's fifty-three years old. Um, I, always,
0: I always think back to like Hugh Jackman, the way he talks about working out all the time for mm. Wolverine. Where at, at some point he was just like, guys, I I need to stop going to the gym. Like I I don't want to <laughs> do this anymore. Like the willpower that he has to not go to the gym anymore is gone.
1: Or Hugh Jackman, um, the man just wants to eat pizza again, guys. For real. He give him a, to a freaking eat down break.
0: Under. <laughs> some
1: pizza down on da, you know down and um yeah no I well yeah that's it's so you know so when he says thing when Dave Batista says things like that like I just want to you know I can't you know keep taking my shirt off at my age or whatever he says I mean maybe that's partly true but I also believe it's possible that part of it is that like well if James Gunn is done I'm done you mm-hmm. know I feel yeah. like I don't know that's just me speculating, but I, I know that. there's a lot of loyalty there with with him. Yeah, cuz I,
0: I feel like it, it'd be kind of hard for for Dave Bautista to work with other directors uh, that he doesn't trust as much. You know, cuz I, I think, you know, James Gunn, the way he directs Dave Bautista, he he pulls out the best in him and mm. knows what to show the audience to mm-hmm. make Dave Bautista look like the best ever. He plays to his you strengths, know? yeah. He plays so well to his strengths yeah. and I think I think that's something that Dave Bautista might be I mean, I'm just putting words in his mouth or something, but like, I feel like maybe he feels as though that's something he doesn't want to have to redo with some other director. Like now he's got to Possibly. depend on somebody else to do. Because I with do him. know
1: he was kind of he wasn't very satisfied with where his character went in uh, what direction his character went in when uh, he was doing the Inf- uh, Infinity War and Endgame films. Um, yeah. Because. He kind of well, I, I, I think it started in Guardians too, right? Uh, he they kind of started taking his 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 comedy and they started really leaning him into that even more so, right? And and the thing is, if you if you look at Drax and you look at his comic history, it's a very tragic story, you know, yeah. losing his family and all that, and all he wants is just revenge, and it's a very tragic story, and. At some point in the movies, they they talk about it in the first movie, and you get a little bit of of a glimpse of of that kind of tragedy in Drax. Um, But then in the other movies, it kind of gets away from that, you know? Mm And maybe you, and maybe you could argue one way or another. Well, you know, he found his new family, you know, mm. with the Guardians. But there was, there's definitely still stuff under the surface that feels unresolved with with um, Drax. And I'm wondering if Dave Bautista kind of wanted to dig into that a little more. Yeah, I, um, I agree with
0: that. I think it's like he he didn't get that cherry on top. Like I think yeah. one of the biggest things for Dave Bautista's character was that Drax wanted to stop and kill Thanos because Thanos is the reason for all of his family's death or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Thanos is gone. He's yeah. dead. And he didn't get to do anything about it. So it's yeah. like, that's that's kind of like, I don't know, like it, it it didn't satisfy the way you'd want Drax's story to end. So like, right. what can they possibly do for this new movie for him, you know? And I think, uh, I I hope they don't kill him off. You know, I hope he just kind of leaves and goes into space or something and says, Time to go find my new family or something or I don't know like stay my with new guardians. new my
1: new new family my new 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 new, new, family. new family.
0: But I I think that uh I don't know the the story's over Drax's yeah. story is over and I don't know how much else they can give him time to yeah. give him something new and flesh him out like something like Thor where yeah. Thor is the main character of all yeah. his movies. Every time he's finished an arc, he gets an entire movie dedicated to him again to mm. flesh a new arc
1: for him. Yeah, I'm curious to see where we leave off with the Guardians after after Thor. That's why I don't feel like I can even speculate on Guardians 3 because I have no idea how they're going to end up after Thor, so.
0: Yeah, and you know what's interesting is like the third movie, the script for that movie was written before Thor Love and Thunder even happened. So mm. like it was the whole thing with James Gunn after he got fired quote unquote right. by Disney. He, had, he said during that time that he'd already prepared script three. It's ready to go. Yeah. So when they added in Thor, Love, and Thunder, I they wonder how much— had to rework
1: much, some of that, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, like how much of a change or how much of an effect does that movie have on Guardians 3? Because Thor, Love, and Thunder is going yeah. in some new directions, and Endgame changed everything for the Guardians, and Infinity War changed everything for the Guardians. Like, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah.
1: This, this, this latest phase, it's been very interesting because there's been a lot of reshuffling— Um, and not just all this stuff that we're talking about, but the pandemic has really kind of delayed a lot of things, has shuffled a lot of projects around for Marvel. And, you know, no doubt it's, these guys have had to kind of scramble and kind of reshuffle, you know, the writing of certain things, you know, like with, uh, like uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. I know uh, America Chavez was supposed to originally appear in that movie first, right? Because that was supposed to come out after Doctor Strange?
0: I don't even know at this point.
1: I think it's, I, I, I'd have to, ch- I'd have to check, but I think Doctor Strange was supposed to come out first and then Spider-Man No Way Home. Um,
0: it was pure madness. Yeah, <laughs> but,
1: but it, it was, it was hey, look at that. No, but, uh, but there was just all this stuff, just reshuffling with, um, with the pandemic and things like that. So it's, it's been a little weird for phase four uh, as far as how things have panned out i mean i think they've been doing okay we'll we'll yeah. get into phase how i feel about phase four yeah we, later we on when time. we talk about dr strange <laughs> but um but yeah uh, we'll just see what what how this shuffles out with thor and uh, guardians 3 and where where these guys are headed um,
0: yeah also one last thing before we move on to the next topic uh i know we've been saying the name will poulter this whole time was playing warlock yes. or adam warlock For anybody who does who has no idea who Adam Warlock is and who Will Poulter is, Mm. Will Poulter is the same actor as the kid who plays the the cousin, the annoying cousin from Narnia. Uh, Do do you remember the movie? What was it called? The Narnia
1: and the Prince Caspian. I think it was the one after
0: that one. Something about I didn't see the one after that. Something in the seas or something like that. He was in that. He was also in I think Meet the Millers. We're the
1: Millers. Yeah, he was very Millers. funny in We're the Millers. Yeah, I I really you guys are getting paid. What? Yeah, yeah I uh, thought he, I thought he was really good in that. And he uh, was
0: also in uh, what's that Netflix show? The oh Black Mirror. Black Mirror.
1: The Bandersnatch like, episode. The he's Bandersnatch. very good in that.
0: That is a crazy cool episode too. Yeah. it's very like interactive. Everybody should check it out. Um, but he's he's one of the guys in that show as well. So very a intense.
1: Very you. very especially as he's gotten older, he's done a really good job at playing these very intense. Um. Really dark kind of characters. Oh yeah. man, what was the there was one there was one that I I hadn't seen, but it was um Well
0: to it was me, with like, John
1: Boyega that came out.
0: Oh uh oh man. Not uh I have no Hold idea. Hold on. Well let me just say that Will Poulter <laughs> Yeah, you you go. Yeah <laughs> the, the, the more work he's done, the more I've been impressed by him as an actor. And when I first heard that he was Adam Warlock, I was like Wait, what? The Eustace kid? And then two seconds later I was like, oh wait, that's right, he's done all these other amazing things that I haven't really thought about until now. Like, we gotta give him a chance. We gotta let him do this thing. His eyebrows, dude, those eyebrows go for days. Yeah, uh,
1: he's got unmistak- he's got unmistakable eyebrows. He's got the uh,
0: craziest curves, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's got some he's got some uh some Vulcan eyebrows. <laughs> But, but you know what though, like, but they're me, like very piercing, very, uh, very striking eyebrows.
0: It works so well though, just because Adam Warlock, like the the family he comes from, is like a planet of people who are super pompous jerks, and so him, he kind of gives me this pompous mm. jerk vibe just from his eyebrows.
1: Oh, yeah. he's. He, oh, I know the movie. The it's uh, Detroit, which came out in 2017. Um, oh, yeah, it's. It's set during the uh, during during the Detroit riots in the right. late sixties, and uh, he looked just the trailers. He looked really intense. It, it looked really good. It's got John Boyega, Anthony Mackie, um, yeah, of course, Will Poulter, and I, I've always wanted to see that. But um,
0: me too, actually.
1: But yeah, it looked it looked really good. Uh, what else was I going to mention? Oh, it, I don't know if you've ever seen um, Midsummer. Have you seen that movie, Midsummer? Dude, I want to see that so bad. Ooh.
0: I'm I'm too much of a chicken. I I, I get like. I always watch scary movies, and then after I finish it, like, during the movie, I'm like, yeah, this isn't so scary, whatever, and then as soon as I start turning off the lights when I go to bed, I'm like, okay, everything's going to try to kill
1: me. Yeah, it's, it's he's, Will Poulter's really good in that as well. Um, That movie, it's not so much scary, yeah, he's in that, it's, that movie's not so much scary as it is uncomfortable. (laughs)
0: Well, yeah, because I heard it's like it's all during the daytime, so it's like, yeah, if you hate turning off the lights, it won't be as big of a deal now. It know? was
1: very, yeah. It I couldn't stop thinking about that movie for days after I watched it. But I uh, really yeah, really I would check that. it out. It's very interesting. Yeah, That's you, on HBO let, Max let me too, know. Oh, is it?
0: I think so. I I have it on my list. I gotta. I really, really, really want to find the time to watch it. So let maybe me know. Today.
1: Let me know when you get around to watching it. Uh, Dude, I'd definitely. be curious to hear what your thoughts are on that movie. Um, but yeah, Will Poulter. So yeah, sorry, um you're talking about Adam Warlock.
0: Oh yeah, um well Adam Warlock is just supposed to be this species of perfection where mm-hmm. he's just the ultimate superhero basically in the comics in Infinity War or in the Infinity Gauntlet comic, um, he's the one that grabs the Infinity Gauntlet yeah. and snaps his fingers together. Yeah, get he rid plays a everybody.
1: huge role, pivotal he's, role.
0: Yeah, like and he was one of the only people in the storyline that could snap the, the gauntlet. Um, right. I don't know 100% much else of that. That's a sentence, I think. Well, he he
1: was a wielder of the Soul Stone for a long time. Ooh. He see, himself I, carried the Soul Stone.
0: I'm excited to see what they do with him because I, I think uh, he's definitely going into the Celestial type of storylines for Marvel because mm-hmm. right now Marvel's doing all these different storylines and trying to mix them all together. So I wouldn't be surprised if after Guardians 3... We mm-hmm. could see Adam Warlock meet with the Eternals or something like that. Yeah, you know? yeah,
1: I, I'm curious as to, yeah, I'm curious as well to see what they do with him going forward. Because when he was he was introduced, you know, that little teaser at the end of Guardians two, uh, that's where he, you know, you see his cocoon and stuff, and and that's where you kind of get that little tease of him. So, you know, Infinity War or Endgame hadn't come out yet, so we were all thinking, oh, here we go. So he's gonna play a pivotal role in the Infinity War. Uh, you know, in, in these films, because he plays such an, in, a pivotal war in that comic, in mm. Infinity Gauntlet comic, and Infinity War, Endgame, they all came and went, no Adam Warlock. So no it was Adam like, Warlock. wait a minute, Well, wh- where, when is he going to show up? So now uh, we're finding out he's showing up uh, in Guardians 3, so, you know, w- where does this take him now? You know, he wasn't here for the Infinity War uh, goings on so what what will be his story going forward and how you know will what, that I, yeah. I
0: really appreciate that about him not showing up at infinity war just because it's like i feel like it gives the comic book fans a chance to still enjoy the comics for what they are yeah. because we're not doing like a like a word for word of the comics into the movies kind of thing like mm-hmm. it, the movies are very different from the comics sure a lot i know a lot of comic book fans who i've spoken to that are big marvel fans who dislike some of the movies because they're like oh no it's it, they have to do it just like the comics Yeah. but it's a different medium it's a different type of thing there's, oh, I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of things from the comics that might not work in the movies and exactly. the, way that they've, the way that they've introduced these characters to their general audiences mm. um, they have to do it in a very specific way when they first started out So yeah. who knows maybe if they reboot the MCU in like 10 years or something then people will be more <laughs> used to what the craziness of the MCU is yeah. um, so we'll see
1: yeah, I mean it's uh yeah, it'll be interesting to see what what goes on with uh with Adam Warlock here going forward. He's it's funny cuz you get you always, you know, anytime a new there every once in a while we'll get a new character showing up in in the MCU and it's always like each character is the most powerful superhero in all the Marvel universe, right? Everybody yeah. was saying that with with Captain Marvel, and then you know, then we get the Celestials, and then we get the you know, and then Adam Warlock of you know the most powerful being. At lo- okay, well they can't all be the most powerful being that in, like, in uh, the Marvel universe.
0: Sounds like Dragon Ball Z to me. They just get stronger. Everybody's and stronger.
1: just yeah. Everybody's the most powerful being, really. I mean, why do we keep saying that? Like
0: sometimes you just gotta turn a blind eye, you know. Yeah. But speaking of blind people. Oh! We gotta die- yeah. We
1: got a
0: daredevil Disney Plus series That's is happening. That's right, dude. Oh. <laughs> this,
1: I'm so. This is happening. I mean, of course. I mean, we all knew this was gonna happen, right? You yeah, all saw this coming.
0: Yeah, definitely, a hundred percent. I mean, is we like, s- I, I let me just say, I love the Netflix series. I mm.
1: you're gonna hate me, but I haven't finished it yet. Damn but- it, Kevin.
0: I'm I'm pretty far God. into it, okay. Like, I, I I've gotten through quite a bit of it, and I really really like it. It's only, good. Th- the only reason I've watched it though is because I knew that our Daredevil was coming to Disney Plus, mm. so I was like, okay, so this is for a reason. We gotta, you have to at least know a little bit about them because they're gonna like do some there... spin-off stuff that has nothing to do with the original <laughs> Netflix series but that that's cool because yeah. now you get like this extra experience of the same character now in a different multiverse possibly Also
1: yeah, yeah I'm glad you're watching it even though like it seems like they I don't know we, that the jury's still out on that but it seems like the Netflix shows will still be non-canon and this is just a new version of Daredevil but I am glad you're watching the Netflix series because it at least tells you well no there's got to be a reason why He's why, uh, what's his name? Oh my good. Oh my goodness. Um, Charlie Cox, there's gotta be a reason why Charlie (laughs) Cox was so popular and why Kevin Feige decided to bring him back him and Vincent D'Onofrio being such popular characters. There's gotta be a reason for that. He must've done, he must've really kicked ass in the daredevil Netflix show. So I'm glad you're watching that to at least understand why he's become such a beloved, uh, uh, Rendition of this character and well, why mean, like, this has been such a great celebrated version of this character. Totally,
0: I think business wise, if I was Kevin Feige, I'd be like, should I rip away the actor that everybody adores right now as Daredevil and just say no? Absolutely not. We got to bring him in because. But even hate me he, if I don't, you
1: know. Even if he did, like I mean, I trust Kevin Feige enough. Like even if he did, the actor he may he would have selected to replace him as Daredevil, I'm sure would have been a great choice as well because that, that's Ooh. one of their strengths. I know, but that is one of the strengths of, of, you know, the, the people at Marvel and Kevin Feige and the cast is the casting, Barrow. you know, they're able to cast really good people in these roles, you know, Barrow,
0: um, w- would you replace Brian Reynolds as Deadpool? If you had the power?
1: We'll see. Okay. So there are exceptions. So, ah. he, well, no, well, listen, well, Kevin Feige has definitely recognized, like, it, you know, it, it seems like Kevin and Feige, they've done a good job with the selection and the casting of their characters but there are certain characters that have already existed that i'm sure kevin feige has recognized no you know what we could select another person but they've already got a good guy for this role Mm -hmm. you know so why change that that's my speculation that's probably you know that's what i think kevin feige probably thinks about that is like we could look for somebody else but you know charlie cox has been killing it you know uh, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. There is no one else to play Deadpool. That's it, and he's already, you know, uh, a beloved character, you know, with all the fans here. So yeah,
0: no, totally. I, but, I think you. Know, yeah. But but also, there's the other point of view of like, you know, going back to the business point of view. Tony Stark and you know Iron Man. You know, Iron Man and Captain America are gone. They mm. were the 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 front runners of the MCU, and mm. so when these two guys disappear a lot of the MCU fans are looking at the MCU and saying, okay, so, like, now what do you have to excite us? Mm. Like, what's, what are you going to do to hype us up? Spider-Man? But he's owned by by Sony, so, like, he's going to be gone maybe? Right. Who knows? So there's a lot of, like, uh, morale that's going down because we're like, I don't know really how to, like, appreciate this, sh- this series or these- these- this franchise even more. Yeah. So I'm sure Kevin Feige and his team are, like, behind the scenes going – we got to make sure we keep them pumped. We got to make sure we, we have them excited for the things that we want to be excited for. Mm-hmm. So let's bring back Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio because the fans adore them. If mm-hmm. we bring them, that's something that could possibly, won't fully replace Iron Man and Captain America. But it's one of many that are like starting to stack up so that we can start loving more groups of superheroes rather than just these two for guys sure. that are the front runners. Um, and I think that with even like Ryan Reynolds going in doing his Deadpool stuff, like, come on, like that's that's the yeah. best way to start replacing our love for Captain America and Iron Man. We'll always love them, but we're entering this new phase where it's going to be a lot harder for us to find that excitement again. You know?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, what, and there's there's definitely a lot of cool stuff coming, and it, you know, we'll we'll see how. Um, how successful it it will be but here we went on a we went on a whole thing about daredevil let's actually let's read the the headline that we got here so this is so of course you know uh we've been suspecting daredevil ever since he showed up spoilers you guys for no way home ever since he showed up in spider-man no way home in his little cameo and ever since vincent d'onofrio showed up as as uh fisk in uh hawkeye the hawkeye series We've been speculating. Okay, what does this mean? Is he coming back? Is Charlie Cox coming back? Is this the same Daredevil? Is there going to be a new uh, Disney Plus series for Daredevil? Uh, well, sure enough, that is what's happening. Uh, Variety, uh, Variety, the folks at Variety, this is what they say. A new Daredevil series is moving forward at Disney Plus, with Variety having exclusively learned from sources that Matt Corman and Chris Ord are attached to write and executive produce Rumors have persisted for some time at, at, at that a Disney Plus series about the man without fear was in the works, especially considering that the two stars of the Net, of Netflix Daredevil series, Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio, have appeared in recent Marvel projects. Cox once again played Matt Murdock in uh, The Secret Identity of Daredevil in the film Spider-Man No Way Home, while D'Onofrio reprised his role as Wilson Fisk, a.k.a. aka Kingpin, Kingpin, in the Disney Plus series Hawkeye. Oh, cool. it now appears that the project is picking up steam with the hiring of Corman and Ord. Although Marvel has yet to announce anything regarding the show formally, formally, so that is the official statement. Basically, yes, it's happening. Daredevil it's happening. is is coming on Disney Plus. What does this mean, okay. right? How do I we break this theories.
0: down? I already have some theories, my dude.
1: So, many oh you theories, have you right? got theories, do you?
0: Oh yeah, I got some. All theories, right, here. what you now, got? I know they're doing a TV series, okay? But I think they're going to continue the whole idea of going up against Wilson, Wilson Fisk possibly. But also, I think there's I'm hoping they're keeping it in New York because a lot of stuff is still happening in New York and I feel right. like they need to they need to find a way to introduce us to Daredevil in the MCU. So what better well, way than to introduce us to the characters from the MCU that can come in and meet him? Maybe possibly the Secret Invasion kind of characters, like, showing up and stuff, you
1: know? Oh, so okay, so you're saying, well, it's, okay, so specifically tying it into New York, though. How? So, is Secret Invasion, is that supposed to be confirmed to take place in New York?
0: No, that's in space, I think, pretty sure, but.
1: <laughs> in space? No, there's got to <laughs> be space. some stuff on, on Earth. Well, I mean, that's they're, the they're, whole point of Secret yeah, they're, Invasion. They're, they're invading Earth, man.
0: The scrolls are everywhere, you know, so it's like you know there's a good chance all i know is that he definitely is going to have to have some interactions with mcu characters in this series well
1: for sure i mean he's in he's based in new york i mean hell's kitchen that's that's his playground yep. you know that's daredevil's playground is hell's kitchen i mean he's in new york he's going to possibly be running into other characters hopefully maybe she-hulk we'll see maybe there that'll eventually be a, kind of a crossover thing we'll see i don't is know she-hulk
0: i thought she-hulk was in the west coast though isn't she
1: Oh, is she?
0: I don't know. I, I could assume that she was, like, an attorney for the West Coast or something. Well, know. I
1: know in the comics they, um, you know, they're both lawyers, and I know at some point they dated, you know, Matt Murdock oh, and – Yeah, yeah. Matt Murdock and Jennifer Walters dated at some point. So there was a – that was a, a romantic storyline that was going on between them. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's potential for crossover there. I'm, I can't – I'm not sure where the She-Hulk show is supposed to take place, but I just assume – Okay, well, assume... let's,
0: how about this, though? Like, let's say – Let's say at the end of She-Hulk, they do, like, one more, like, attorney trial that has nothing to do with the main story. It's just, like, something for the end as, like, cameo yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Do you think there's a chance that Matt Murdock will show up in She-Hulk to say, hey, Matt Murdock's in, baby. You know, like, he's going to start working here in the MCU.
1: It could be because we got She-Hulk coming out in August, right? And then we've got this this Daredevil project that's been announced. Um, let's see. How far in there are they in? Let's see. Uh, the, all we know is that they've got uh, Matt Corman and Chris Ord who are attached to write and executive produce. Now, how far into this development they are, I'm not sure. But if they're far enough, um, I don't know. I Maybe there might be a possibility of, of us getting a little teaser for the Daredevil show at the end of She-Hulk, at the I very last so. episode, possibly a, a, an after credit scene or something like that. Yeah, probably. Um
0: uh, I, think, could... I think also, if you think about it, they've had Daredevil in mind since No Way Home came out. You know, oh so yeah, she, She-Hulk is coming out like just now, like not even now. Next, I think July, right? right? Or does she come on uh, August? August? August, end of August. Like we, they've probably been prepping Daredevil since. Like, yeah, I think two since Far From Home ended.
1: Basically, it's possible. I mean, there was no way. There's no reason why Kevin Feige would would. Throw him into to No Way Home and, and start developing the show without having a a roadmap to where Matt Murdoch will end Matt Murdoch will end up at some yeah. point. You know, there's and, gotta be a plan for his character and what's going on. I mean, there's no way he would have just thrown him in there without having a plan.
0: Totally. I think um, and I think Kevin Feige, even though I know I was saying like he's doing it for the fans, I think Kevin Feige's just as excited about Matt Murdoch being played by Charlie Cox. Cause even when like No Way Home was coming out, he's like leaking that to the the public before the movie came out. There, Was he? They, yeah, they were asking him like, hey, what are the chances that Charlie Cox would be Daredevil in the MCU? And Kevin Feige's all like, well, not that he's in the movie, but Charlie Cox would definitely be my choice for Daredevil. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting over here like, Kevin, you're spoiling no way home. Yeah, yeah. There were so many rumors of him being in the movie. So like he knows
1: what he he knows exactly what he's doing. He knows what he's doing with that. He, he does a not, wink. Like a he l- does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. Oh, if 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 we were to put Daredevil in it, it would be Charlie Cox. Yeah, yeah maybe. Who knows? Like, dude, don't say that. Just say yes. Yeah, he's in that's it. That's right. I, I do remember that now. Yeah,
0: but I, I think I think there's a pretty insanely big chance that he might be like the world's the limit or the sky's the limit mm-hmm. uh, with what the idea for a new spin-off series for Daredevil could be. Um,
1: now, let me ask you this um since this is now, you're watching the Netflix shows right now, um, you no doubt have a very clear idea for how the tone of that show is right now, and as bloody. far as as far as yeah, the violence and the darkness of a show like that, now this show will be a Disney plus show. How do you think they're going to handle this tone? This, this, this new tone. Are they going to do, are they going to lighten it up? Like with all the Disney plus shows, or are they going to do, they uh, just do a similar tone to the, to the Netflix shows, but kind of give like an, uh, a TVMA warning, right? Cause they now have that on Disney plus now that they've imported all the Netflix shows, all the Marvel Netflix shows into Disney plus. Yeah. Now you go in and you, you go to select that and they're like, hey, you know, you want to set up a... I can't remember. It's like some security password you yeah, got no, set I gotcha. up.
2: You know,
0: I, I think... I think, anyway, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll say this. Uh, it's interesting to me that Deadpool is the only thing that we've been talking about for the MCU that's going to be rated R. Like, yeah. no one has brought up the point that Daredevil is going to be rated, you know, M for mature. That's a video game rating. But you know what I mean. Like, the rated R rating for the right. television show. Um It's interesting because it's like we've technically already seen it from him. You know, we've seen Daredevil, the original series. We know what that tone is about. We've seen the blood and gore. um, But we've also seen that from Deadpool. Mm. I think fans are just super joyous and happy that this star, this, you know, Charlie Cox is actually going to be in this series. Um, Mm -hmm. Personally, I think because it's going to be Disney Plus specifically, um, I can see them not doing a rated R version of Daredevil, which – Let's just be clear. You don't have to do rated R to make a good story. That was going to be
1: my next question is like, if they do that, if they lighten it up, will that work for fans? Is that right. something? Can, I, can they do that?
0: I think, I think they can, because yeah. I think, look, look at me. I'm I'm a perfect example of someone who never really watched all of daredevil originally. So like, mm. I'm a big fan of Charlie Cox. I want him to be daredevil. That'd be awesome. Cause I've mm. seen a You know, I, I've known enough about him to be pumped about it. Um, but I don't think there's this big of a fanboy kind of audience that's like, no, he has to be rated R. You know, like, I think I think we're all a little bit more mellow about that than, yeah. than we let off to believe. Um, Not like I, with Deadpool, because
1: I feel like Deadpool well that, yeah, that, has to be rated. That that works. Well, that the movie best. was like
0: a critically acclaimed R rated movie. Like it was one of the highest grossing R rated films in yeah. Hollywood, you know, so it's it's no wonder that Disney would have to give them more attention for an R rating than, yeah. you know, Daredevil. But I think, okay, at the end of the day... You can make it
1: work with Daredevil.
0: I think if you if you find all the, the scenes with uh, Hawkeye as the Ronin and see how bloody and, and violent those yeah. scenes were, you can easily kind of do stuff like that with Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you you can still kind of cringe because you hear a bone cracking, but you don't have to see the bone cracking. You right. know what I mean? Like... There's there's ways to tell those stories without having to make it R rated R, very no effectively. Matter, yeah. No matter what you say though, Deadpool has to be rated R at this point. Like they're they've gone so far with that character that it's it, it's very right. difficult to just be like, eh, changed our minds. He's going to be yeah. rated, you know, T for teens.
1: Right. Might be yeah. No. Rating. It's uh, <laughs> T for teens. What are you doing here? Um, <laughs> yeah. No. I, I am of the camp that, that I believe you can do a Daredevil show successfully um, and not necessarily have all the, the, the extreme level of violence and, and, and darkness and gore and all that stuff that you had on the Netflix show. Yeah. Um, I think there's – if it's done well and there's, there's ways you can go about it creatively by giving you that intense – darkness but not necessarily going there. I mean for for god's sake, I mean the Batman, I know we're we're comparing TV shows with movies, but I mean the Batman, that's not an R-rated movie, but holy shit, it felt like it could have been, you know? Yeah. It, it just just it, it it was like right on the line and just it, all it took all it would have taken was just a little nudge to put put it over into the R rating because that movie, damn, that movie felt dark.
2: Yeah. Um, oh
1: yeah. <clears throat> so it, you know, it, it could have been. So I think there's ways to, to do that where you get right up to that line, but don't cross it. Um, you know, like with the Batman, but I think you can also do that with a show like daredevil um, get really close, but don't, yeah,
2: definitely
1: ever cross the line. So I think it can be done. <clears throat> I'm not that worried about it. I'm really not. I'm not I, I hear a lot of people complaining about it and saying like, Oh no, they're going to make, they're going to Disney it. And it's going to be like the other show. I'm not worried about it. I've, I've, I've put my trust in what Marvel has been doing so far, and, you know, regardless of how you feel about how successful or not they've been lately, I th- I think as far as getting the tone for these things down, I, I think they've been doing a good job. I agree. So uh, I'm also, not worried.
0: The other thing we got to think about is the fact that Disney Plus series for MCU shows have never really been, like, they don't have to show you that much blood, and I think all the shows that have come out so far for the MCU on Disney Plus have a very specific brand to them. Mm. Um, heck, if you if you liked Moon Knight, you're probably going to like Daredevil is mm. what I think. Like, mm. Moon Knight, I think Moon Knight's the show that pushed it the farthest with violence. That's and true. That's true. That being said, it's like, it was far enough that I, I still went, oh, every yeah. time Moon Knight would, like, throw a spike at a
1: dude or, like, yeah. some
0: alien, like, uh, Egyptian creature got spiked and whatever through yeah. his stomach, like... That's insane! It yeah, you just awesome.
1: you just take out all the supernatural stuff, and, and you know. Ooh,
0: also going back to the scrolls. Yeah, like <laughs> if you if you put aliens in the series, you can do whatever you want to the aliens on camera because they're not people. So it's like that's yes. okay if you want to, you know, rip a, an alien's face off.
1: I doubt. I doubt because Daredevil is more of a street level character. I yeah, doubt we're going to see. I doubt we're going to see Matt Murdock dealing with aliens anytime soon. He's he's the guy on the street. He's on the bottom level taking care of all the organized crime and all that stuff. That's We're not going to see any of that.
0: But just in case, just in, in case, case anybody's worried, if they add aliens, you yeah. bet your bottom dollar that that thing's going to get destroyed on camera. It's yeah, going to be amazing.
1: Avengers 7, we're going to see uh, <laughs> Matt Murdock battling aliens. Oh, man.
0: I, I just... I just can't wait for him to like meet up with all the other MCU characters. Like, I want to see how he fights against Shang Chi. I want to see him go up against Moon Knight, or at least crack a joke with Moon Knight and have him switch personalities. <laughs> and then Daredevil's confused because he thought he was talking to one guy, but he's actually another dude now. Like, that'd be so freaking <laughs> hilarious! I can't wait for those interactions.
1: We'll see. I I do think I do think yeah. It's it's best to start. They're gonna start with the show and. In... I hope this whatever this first season ends up being, you just follow him. You know, it's just him dealing with the street level kind of stuff. And I don't want to see him really interact with any other. I don't need to see him interact with any other MCU characters and all that stuff. Maybe teasing something with Jennifer Walters later. Totally. Um, So, but we'll see, man. I'm so excited about this. I mean, this is something as soon as we saw Charlie Cox in uh, no way home. No, as soon as we saw, as soon as I saw Vincent D'Onofrio, in Hawkeye, I was like, oh, said. they're doing this. And then with the stuff Kevin Feige was saying, being kind of coy about Charlie Cox, I was like, oh, no, they're bringing Charlie Cox back. Um, they're bringing D'Onofrio back. This has got to – they've got to eventually be doing a Daredevil show at some
0: And day. also, let, let's uh, – sorry to give you guys some spoilers up in here, but at the end of Hawkeye, we see Vincent D'Onofrio gets, quote-unquote, shot in the face. Mm. And in the comics – he gets shot in the face and lives. So it's like how are you going to introduce Vincent D'Onofrio in the MCU and then just call it a day after like two episodes. We you know? don't
1: see we don't see a body. That's exactly. the key. You don't see a body if if there's no body then he's not dead, but even in some cases with these comic book movies even when you do see a body, they still end up coming back to life anyway. So yeah. You know, even with that being the case, imagine, you know, Fisk is coming back. Come on. Yeah,
0: in the comics, he just loses an eye. Also, let me just say, when I say in the comics, that doesn't justify why it's going to be okay in the movies or in the shows. But, like, it's good to know that, like, the MCU does take their their They cherry-pick, yeah. Yeah, they they cherry-pick their favorite stuff from the comics, and they put it in the movies, and they find a way to make it into a hybrid thing. So, even though I say in the comics this didn't happen... (laughs) It it could still happen. Like, maybe they won't introduce us to Vincent D'Onofrio's character again. But there's a pretty high chance that they're going to. Uh, strategically, writing-wise, <laughs> there's no point in killing off a character right in the beginning. I'm looking at you, Man of Steel, killing off Superman at the end of Batman v Superman. How are you going to do that, you know?
1: Spoilers for Batman v Superman.
0: You know what? It's been so many years. What was that like? Didn't that come out in 2016? 2016. It's been years, yeah, guys. Yeah, uh,
1: uh, there's no excuse for that. Oh, but, but yeah, I'm, yeah, I've, I can't, did we talk about, we never talked about how we're dealing with spoilers on this show.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> I've just oh. been saying
1: spoilers <laughs> before I say anything.
0: <laughs> I, I think it's it's safe to say, it, we'll say spoilers if it's something that's, we, you know, somebody should have seen, like, five years ago. But, like, if it just came out, like, this month, we're not going to spoil it too much i know like you know multiverse of madness came out at the beginning of this month so i think if it's in the beginning of the month maybe it's there's more likely of a chance we'll spoil a little bit here and there but if it was towards more the halfway point of the of may and the end of the month then we're most likely not going to talk about it too much so
1: maybe Um, maybe doctor strange spoilers no obi-wan spoilers
0: correct we'll just give our, our quick thoughts about it at the end of this you know episode and you know we'll move on but uh, you know,
1: I was, uh, yeah. oh, I was gonna, I was gonna sorry. segue that into a Star I got, Wars topic. I got but... you, I got you off track. Sorry.
0: No, no, you're good. Um, we're actually gonna segue because we got we got to go to the next topic here. Uh-huh. Um I was gonna do about Star Wars, but we got a topic before that, which is Sony Games turning into television series. So here's a quote from IGN. It says. Three major PlayStation franchises are getting TV adaptions with Horizon going to Netflix, God of War to Amazon, and Gran Turismo to a currently unannounced platform or network. So this is pretty cool because Sony is like finally taking the initiative of taking these big video games and making their series and films version of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say the Uncharted movie is probably not the greatest Movie Sony has made for a video did you game see it? franchise. I did. It was very enjoyable. I okay. enjoyed the. Heck I didn't out of see it. it. It just. I th- I think the the hard thing about video game movies is that when you play the game yourself, you experience these characters for like thirty, fifty plus hours, and so yeah. there's so much of these characters that you you just.
1: You You learn learn a lot about it.
0: Yeah, exactly. So when you watch these movies, they have to compress everything you know about these characters in two and a half hours. That's and say, That's what we got. There's our story. You know, and so I think it's a really smart idea that they're deciding to make these things more into TV series rather than movies. Personally, T V series just give you so much more breathing room, depending on how many more episodes they added. Um, Like, they're doing The Last of Us on HBO Max that's coming out Mm -hmm. soon. That's right. I can't wait to see the trailer for that. I'm going to explode with euphoria when I see that. That is one of the greatest, most, like, amazing video games that have ever come out. Um, So the fact that they chose to do a TV series of The Last of Us instead of a movie, I thought was an amazing choice. Yeah. Um, And the fact that they're going to be doing that now with Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War, and Gran Turismo, I don't know what the heck they're going to do with that, but... Who knows? TV series is going to give these guys so much more room to breathe. And I feel like, personally, I feel like Hollywood has finally figured out that this is the best way to do storytelling for video game stories. Yeah. Um, how, do you,
1: how do you break the video game movie curse? I'll tell you how. You make them into TV shows. That's how you it. Exactly. That's how
0: you do, you just how you do, do it. it. Yeah. Uh, like, don't get me wrong. If you, if you have, like, uh, I, I heard a rumor that Dwayne The Rock Johnson wanted to do It Takes Two. Which is like this PlayStation game where like this parent, yeah. these parents that are divorcing and they end up turning into toys and having to work together to understand each other and whatever.
1: Luis and I, we started playing that game. It's very it's very good. It's a it's, lot of fun. That's super cool. And yeah. I think
0: that's – the other thing is like when you sell these movies, you want to make them uh, bigger and wider for audiences so that you can get the most box office, right? Right. So, like, you want to probably do the games that are easier to tell the story for, you know? So It Takes Two would be a phenomenal story to tell. Yeah. It's not like this zeitgeist story that's ingrained in all the fanboys' brains already. You right. know, it's something that you could put out and say, hey, it's it's based on the video game. Now you can go play the game and play it for yeah. 15 hours, you know, and yeah. play it with your wife and husband or whatever you want. Yeah. Um. Whereas then the TV series, it's like, I guess going back to what I was saying, we have all this stuff ingrained in our brains. So it's mm-hmm. like when you give us the TV shows, you give us more room to at least look at all the easter eggs and, and just enjoy them breathing and like having them live and just do the storytelling within 6 to 8 hours or something.
1: Well, you get you know? more time, you get more time to spend with the characters, right? I mean, and ultimately that's kind of what what's important about all these you know, these stories is, is the characters and you want to build this relationship with the characters. And, and with a TV show, you just in general, you just get more time to learn about these characters and, 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 and have them um, endear themselves to you and, and connect with them. So that way, when you're following them through their journey, you're feeling what they're feeling every every step of the way and, and, and you're engaged. Exactly. Um, that's yeah, that's the benefit of, of being able to do these stories on on TV.
0: Yeah. And also I can't wait to see who they cast as Kratos for God of War. Oh my god. If they don't get Jason Momoa as a young Kratos, <laughs> oh, that's such a mystery. I was gonna, I was
1: just about to ask you who who you might who do you think you might who would he, you like to see?
0: He's the only one I see as Kratos to be honest. Um I don't know. Oh, for Horizon Zero Dawn, I would love to see uh what's the name of the 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 redhead from Game of Thrones that says you know nothing, Jon Snow. I You haven't watched Game of Thrones. I haven't watched Ah! Game of
1: Thrones. (laughs) Now you
0: can see yourself out of here. I
1: know, I know. I'm going to get, I've just committed social suicide just now by admitting that.
0: Well, she is an amazing actress. And also she looks a lot like uh, Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. Like
2: she could Ah. easily
0: pull off the look. She's an amazing actress. Uh, If they get a good team to put that show together, they would have to freaking think about it at least. She'd be amazing. And she does television series on the go like she she does it all the time she'd be a natural for it like there's also there's a big difference also when you do television series with film actors as opposed to tv actors you know tv actors they're used to it they know how to do it they know how to how the ropes mm. work mm. not saying movie actors don't know how to do tv series but like it's just it, it'll come easier to television actors yeah. um one of the things i'm excited about for the last of us movie or the series they're getting the they're getting the, the Pipsqueak girl from Game of Thrones, who you still don't know. That's okay though. <laughs> but she's playing Ellie, and uh, she's gonna be awesome. I already I've seen her act in her show, and I I've been given plenty of time to get to know her as a character. Yeah. Um, she'll do great. I think she'll do awesome. Pedro Pascal is gonna be. Oh cool. man, I love
1: Pedro Pascal. He's so he's so fu- He's he's funny. Uh, we just we we just recently watched unbearable way to massive talent and that is such and i love pedro pascal from you know i know he's been he's been on game of thrones too right yeah oh yeah i know he's been in narcos he's been um, he's great on the mandalorian so i love him i love his dramatic stuff and then and then seeing him in unbearable way to massive massive talent i'm like this guy's funny too i want to see him do more comedies dude. but um But this guy, he's so he's so good. I can't wait to see what he does on The Last of Us. Uh, yeah. I think uh, playing Joel. I think that's going to be. I, 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 as soon as I heard that he was cast to play Joel, I was like, "All right, this is. I'm excited for this. I am yeah. officially stoked for this.
0: I, I think it's like just the fact that you know you have incredible talent working on these projects. Like, I, I don't. I have no doubt it's going to be amazing. And I feel like for you know video game fans are really harsh critics when it comes to these movies. Mm. Like, notice I didn't say Uncharted was a horrible, horrible movie. Like, I'm trying to give it some credit because, like, it was yeah. a very enjoyable film. It's not the best film ever, but, yeah. like, I still found myself smiling and giggling here and there because they were trying to stay true to the fanboys from the video game stuff, and, you know, I think I think it, there, there's a point in which you kind of have to back up and just say, let's see what they got first, and yeah. then then we'll, we'll see if it's actually worth, you know, screaming about if you were really that mad about it. But uh, yeah. the fan base is is, is always going to be difficult to, to get a hold of at first, unless you really nail it. I don't know. Um, but anyways, we'll see. They've got we'll a lot uh,
1: They've got a lot on their plate, uh, PlayStation, Sony. La-
0: oh, and, and one last thing, and, and we'll move on to the next topic here. We got a, a Ghost of Tsushima movie coming out that they've been planning since the game came out. And that the the cool thing about that game specifically is that the game is based off of all the movies that are samurai films. Like all the samurai films inspired this yeah. film this game to be created. And so it'd be really cool if it went from film to game to another film. You know, it, it makes sense.
1: Very um, yeah, very like cyclical, very Exactly. Yeah, so it's cool. like
0: there there's some movies. <clears throat> would be there's some games that would be uh worth turning into movies. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely one of them. So I'm hoping that we can see something really cool come out of it. And uh last but not least, there's there's just the fact that a lot of games when you play them, there's a lot of repetition in games. And so that's the stuff that gets ingrained in your brain. Like you have to constantly stop this car from hitting a civilian. You have to constantly kill some Mongolians and go to Tsushima. You have to constantly you know like it happens so often that there's a lot of storyline that you can just cut it down so that it can just be two and a half hours. Um, yeah. And I think that's that's a cool part and feature of, of storytelling is figuring out what blubber they can get rid of so that they can cut it down to be the most precise, amazing storytelling in that amount of time that they are given. Um, woo! Yeah, there yeah, he go
1: I can't say much about... I mean, Ghost of Tsushima, I've, I've never played it before. I've never. Oh, it's so good. I can't say my – I don't play I don't play as much video games as I as I'd like to. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'd love to play play have time to play more video games, but it's uh
0: You got a baby and and you, uh, know, yeah, you got, got, got a, a, you're, a you're a grown man. Unlike me. I'm twenty years ago Spider Man <laughs> one came out and I was seven. Yeah. You know?
1: <laughs> and when I do have like extra free time, I'm usually watching movies or T V shows rather than totally. playing games, so that's usually what i spend my time doing but hey i'm i'm excited to see what comes from this and and what all these properties where they'll go and how they'll you know how they'll be uh, put out there
0: yeah totally well next up over here we got uh we just got a whole star wars collection of stuff this to is talk all about
1: all star wars stuff
0: which we promise we'll, we'll we'll go a little bit speeder on these cuz we still got some trailer stuff to talk about afterwards oh yeah <laughs> But uh, let's see. So the first uh, headline we got here for Kevin's, or for Star Wars is Kevin Feige is working on his new Star Wars movie. Um, Screen Rant says here in this article, It was revealed that Waldron would join Feige to write the script after collaborating on MCU projects such as Loki and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Waldron, speaking exclusively to Screen Rant, commented on the scre- script writing process for the film, describing it as freeing due to the film not being a sequel to any previous Star Wars films waldron's added to this allows waldron added that this allows both him and feige the opportunity to breathe and do something that feels original uh within one of the most famous franchises of all time
1: and that's uh that's michael waldron you're talking about right the the writer michael waldron
0: yes michael yeah. waldron
1: so yeah this I is pre- hear your
0: thoughts on this because i know you're a big star wars fan yeah
1: i mean this is it's refreshing i i don't I don't mind the stuff that we're the the sequel stuff. Um, I don't mind spending time in that that world, but it's good to know that this is not necessarily tied to anything. It is refreshing. I'm 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 glad. I'm happy to see where they go with this. Um, I don't know. A lot of people ha- have been speculating this is going to be like. Um, an old republic type story right i think that's Ooh. what i've been hearing well that's what i've been hearing people speculate like that'd be, cool. that'd be interesting to go all the way back uh let's see hold on let me look again so he's saying um yeah he's saying it's freeing due to the film not being a sequel to any previous star wars films so, so
0: really it could take place anywhere at any time i guess
1: it really could uh yeah and yeah i've heard people speculate Old Republic, but you know, why even that's still tied to something that we're all very familiar with, right? The, the video games and all that stuff. So I'm thinking even farther outside the box, I mean, completely different, new characters, new environments, new time period, something completely separated from anything we've seen before, because at this point we've finished the Skywalker saga, right? Uh, Star Wars is no longer about the Skywalkers. So when we talk about Star Wars, what is Star Wars? Well, Star Wars is the universe. Star Wars we've ended the Skywalker stuff now all we have left is just the universe and the environment that we're in so anything Star Wars can be any any kind of story that takes place within this universe of course we'd hopefully like to have some wars in there in Star Wars because that's kind of that's kind of key um uh some kind of some kind of uh some kind of war or something something like that just some kind of uh battle of some sort um but, yeah, I, I'm i all for this. I think um, it's kind of nice. We are seeing a lot of stuff uh, coming out with the TV shows and, of course, Obi-Wan coming out that's all directly related to stuff we've seen before, right? The The Obi-Wan show is directly related to the prequels, and we've got, you know, all this. We've got Andor, which is tying into uh, Rogue One and all this stuff. We've got these kind of companion projects that are coming out. Um,
0: it almost feels like they're they're pulling out Star Wars projects left and right just to see kind of what sticks. You know, what what is it that we'd be most interested in?
1: Yeah. And I think that's fine. I mean, we let's try stuff. I mean, we got this yeah. vast vast Star Wars universe. We can tell stories from any time period at any point, you know, at any place. Like let's really go crazy. Let's see something something we've never seen before. Oh yeah. Um Although, if this does end up being an Old Republic story, I'd, I'd love to see that, too. I think that'd be—I th- I think we're—I'd love to see an Old Republic story told on screen um, at some point. But I'm excited to hear this. Uh, yeah, what do, you, what do you think about this, Kevin?
0: I, personally, I, I don't know if I'd be excited for Kevin Feige to do an Old Republic story, just because, uh, to me, I, I get the idea that he's just doing one thing, and that's it, and he's calling mm. it a day. So, like, if, if he has a plan to yeah. do, like, a spinoff, then it's like, well, we don't know if that's going to work yet, you know? Like, yeah. I, like, don't get me wrong. Kevin Feige is Kevin Feige. All hail Kevin Feige. That man <laughs> is a beautiful specimen who can come up with anything that will, you know, rustle my jimmies in a good way. Um, <laughs> but it's, you know, I, I think that not, not that I'm trying to doubt him. It's just the fact that he's been working on superhero movies for over 10 years and yeah. nothing else. You know, and I, I wonder if his – him as a producer, like, does his brain work differently now if he's working on something that's not superheroes? It, has he, Is he used to doing movies that are just standalone films anymore? Um, I know the writer has a lot to to have, you know, a lot of input in that as well. But I think it's it's interesting to see how Kevin's going to approach it. <laughs> you know, me, me and Kevin, we're hanging out, saying it like it's, <laughs> he's, it's just by his first name, Mr. Faggy. Um, <laughs> the the way that he he works with his team for marvel it just i i want to hope that he knows what he's doing with this different universe you know and yeah. i i i'd love to see him like this is this is definitely his ticket of like hey guys i can do other things now other than yeah. superheroes maybe is this like a hint of telling us he's almost done with the
1: mcu well i mean well i don't i don't i i don't know i will say this that the mcu Kevin Feige is a huge geek, right? He's, yeah. he's, he's a huge nerd. He's a huge geek. He loves the Marvel comics. He loves the MCU. He's a fan of this stuff, and he knows this stuff really well. And That's we've seen fun. what he's been able to do as a fan and a producer in, in guiding the ship of the MCU for all these years. So, but the, but the thing is, is that Kevin Feige is also a huge Star Wars fan. If not more so than than Marvel, um, I believe I believe that's true. Is that Kevin Feige is is more of a is is a more of a Star Wars fan than than even Marvel, and he decided he wanted to take a step away from Marvel really quick to do a non Marvel movie, and that and that he wanted to do a Star Wars movie. So what does that tell you? That he wanted to do this, yeah. right? Um, he must, and the fact that it's not like a, oh Kevin Feige is set for five star Wars films or no, no right now he's doing one star Wars film. So this tells me that he has an idea, a very specific idea for something he wants to do. And maybe he approached uh, Lucasfilm with this idea, you know, mm. he's like, Hey, listen, I don't know what your plans are with star Wars, but if, if I have a particular idea for something I'd like to do, mm. um, and I don't know, it, it just sounds like it came, it didn't come out of obligation like I said, Kevin Feige is a huge Star Wars fan. He's coming, he's doing this one Star Wars project. It's possible that this is like a baby project that he's always thought about, something he's always wanted to do, and he's really excited for. So that gets me excited. No, that gets me excited knowing that this is something seemingly that he's very excited for. Yeah. Um, so that's what that tells me.
0: Now, what about this, though? Kevin Feige is working on nine MCU projects at a time every year now mm. like he has no free time whatsoever and I, i'm pretty sure he was already swamped enough as it was when he was only working on three movies at a time so now with th- nine projects then on top of that you got a 10th thing for a different franchise yeah. like i i'm hopeful eventually it'll come out but i feel like this kevin feige film won't be out for way longer than we think we do
1: right um like, we heard like, nothing we heard nothing about it at celebration
0: all we know is that the writer is here and Kevin Feige is here, yeah. and the writer wrote Loki and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and yeah. I'm not gonna lie. So far, based on just that information, I'm not super excited about it. I'm I'm curious, but I'm not like, oh snap, this is gonna be amazing. Yeah. For one big reason at the moment is just the fact that Loki and Doctor Strange. I personally thought were okay shows, like they mm. weren't, but they weren't like, "Whoa, this is the greatest stuff I've ever seen in my life" kind yeah. of stuff, you know. So I, I just, I don't know. I, I have to, I think I have to wait a little bit before I get too excited yeah. about it because I want it to succeed. I want Kevin Feige to like stretch his wings and show me that he can pull, you know, use the force as well as the yeah. superhero power stuff. Um, so here's to hoping that. You know, maybe in the next year or two, we'll actually get some new stuff, some screenshots, like maybe a quick teaser trailer of something that we could take a look at. I don't maybe. think,
1: yeah. I mean, I, it's still in the writing phase, so it's still very early on. So, yeah. it, so it it'll be a while before we see something.
0: What year do you think it'll be coming out in? I, I think it's like 2025 at the. Like, that's the
1: exactly what I was, I was thinking. I was probably 2025. If I, yeah. I mean, this is still what, what we're going to a movie. Yeah. I think there's still, and like you said, Kevin Feige is very busy, so he's trying to juggle a lot of stuff right now. But I mean, I, I'd like to think that he's delegating too. I mean, he's got the people under him. He's got Luis Esposito and Victoria Alonso, who uh, are kind of like the, you know, the 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 kind of uh, the both of them are like the second in command, I guess, uh, yeah. over at, over at, um, Marvel Studios. So I'd like to think he's also delegating to his people as well. You know, he's got. Good people that he trusts in positions, uh, you know that he's he's set them up for in, in these positions to to succeed. So I'm hoping that that's what he's doing. And um, I don't know. I mean, if you'd think if he wasn't up to this, he wouldn't do it. Yeah, you know, well, totally. He would I, I he think, would bow out or you know I mean whatever. But,
0: but if I was Kevin Feige, I'd be like, of course I want to do it. Like <laughs> even if I'm like super busy, like I will make it work. So yeah. that's why that's why I'm convinced that like it's not coming out next year. It's not coming out the year after right. that. Like definitely going to be taking his time doing it but he wants to do it which is more than anyone could say about a star wars project like when you get handed this thing who would want to say no to this you know yeah
1: it's it's definitely it seems like it's the most (laughs) i I definitely feel like kevin feige would be taking the most time um the most careful time more so than anybody else has taken with any of these other projects since disney took (laughs) took over yeah I feel oh, yeah. like a lot of it has been just, let's get a movie out there. Let's get a movie out there um, with not very much thought put into it. Um, that's uh, that's my opinion. That can yeah. be debated, but, yeah. Um, it's nice to hear that, that, that it's possible they might be taking their time and, and really trying to get this movie right.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I, I think the other thing, I'm going to start segueing over here. Uh, one, one of the nice things, or one of the sad things about uh, what we can expect from Kevin Feige is that we know that He's probably not gonna be recasting any upcoming uh, younger versions of classic characters because here we have a new article that talks about this that Star Wars Kathleen Kennedy specifically has stated yes. that there will be no younger versions of classic characters anymore in Star Wars films television series or anything else coming up um, here's we got a we got a news report here from Hollywood reporter saying Kathleen Kennedy says the following the negative reception oh excuse me let me start over Kathleen Kennedy says that following the negative reception to Solo, a Star Wars story, Lucasfilm is primarily focused on expanding George Lucas's universe beyond the Skywalker saga and not looking to tell new stories with the iconic characters played by new actors. In a new interview with Vanity Fair, the president of Lucasfilm spoke about the lessons the studio has taken from the past decade of exploring a galaxy far, far away. That includes lessons derived from a fan and critical backlash, among them the decision to cast Alden Reich. Aaron uh, Reich, Aaron Reich, Alden Aaron Reich as a young Han Solo after Harrison Ford originated the character and played him across numerous films. Now this is like really a bummer because like I, I'm gonna sound like I'm gonna sound like one of those Star Wars <laughs> fanboys, but because it, it's yeah. like I feel like no matter what Kathleen Kennedy has chosen to do, it upsets the fanboys. And- She's in a
1: tough spot for sure. She's uh, she has been under a microscope for. Pretty much ever since she she's some she became the president of Lucasfilm. I mean it's yeah. been very it's been a tough act to follow, following George Lucas, you know, and uh whatever your thoughts are on George Lucas also, I mean you can't you can't deny that it's those are big shoes to fill. So totally. I, I
0: yeah. think for, for me it's like I I still wanna see younger versions of these characters, but not in the way that they're expecting us to understand it, I guess, or see them. Um Personally, I love Alden Ehrenreich's performance as young solo I I think in the article it also brings up this thing about how like oh hey like we we thought about doing a solo television series on Disney plus and we're like ah never mind we're not gonna do that either and in my brain I'm like why not that would be amazing I want to see a television series of young Han solo what about what what about even the animated stuff like can they do an animated series of young solo because we still got to continue this story with Darth Maul at the end of the Solo film. Yeah. Are we going to talk about that? You it's know? interesting
1: because, yeah, I don't know where the... And, and here, are my, here are my brief thoughts on Solo. I liked Solo. I didn't love it. I thought Solo was just a casualty of having come after... having come out after The Last Jedi, which was probably one of the most polarizing Star Wars films ever. And I think because of that... Like Solo came out like just months after The Last Jedi, and I think because The Last Jedi rubbed so many people the wrong way, uh, I think that hurt Solo.
0: Right. They, they weren't they weren't boycotting the movie because the movie was bad and they didn't want to see someone replace Harrison Ford specifically. They were boycotting it because they were just hating on the movie beforehand.
1: Yeah, it's possible. I mean, that's 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 what I think. That's definitely what what it looks like. Um, so yeah, I just that's my feelings on it is that solo just happened to be an unfortunate casualty in being, you know, coming out after in the aftermath of the controversy surrounding the last Jedi. And I yeah. think it hurt its box office performance because of that. Um but I thought it was a it was a decent movie. I liked it. I didn't love it. Did we need it? No. If it had not come out, would I have been hurt? No. Was I mean, it cool? Second there. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was cool. I thought it was versions of Alden Ehrenreich and, and uh, Donald Glover. Donald Glover's a standout for me as Lando. Um, I thought he kicked ass. Um, but, yeah, it's it's interesting to hear her say this. And this was the, what, this was the Vanity Fair article?
0: Yeah, this was on Vanity Fair. Yeah, also, this real, was the, real quick, uh, just, I think I had a little bit of a hiccup just now in our recording just now. Um, I, did, were you able to, did you see me freeze by any chance? Or were a little
1: bit, finish? but I just kept talking.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, but that's fine. No worries then.
1: As, I, I figured you joined. As long
0: as joined... the Zoom re- recorded it, then we're good. Yeah,
1: I, I figured you'd you'd come back uh, eventually. But okay, yeah,
2: cool.
1: So yeah, that was the Vanity Fair uh, piece that came out um, on the cover. By the way, I got I got to stop and say the cover of Vanity Fair. Have you seen this? The cover of this uh, that that piece
0: with a uh, Mando, Obi Wan, and Ahsoka? Ahsoka
1: and Obi. Bro. Yeah, yeah, dude. Listen, you've got Pedro Pascal, you have got Diego Luna, and you've got Rosario Dawson three Latinos on the cover of Vanity Fair representing the future of Star Wars. That Hola. is <laughs> that is fucking <laughs> sorry. we're gonna leave that in there are we Um, oh yeah we're definitely keeping that all right well sorry folks uh but no but that is that is just (laughs) insane i love that i love the representation that we're seeing um in in star wars here i think it's so cool i just i I gotta stop and point that can i I
0: just say can i just say i'm very biased because my favorite is ahsoka because the rosario dawson is half puerto rican so i'm like Oh, yes. Boricua, what up? I know, man,
1: yeah. It's, I was it's...
0: like, oh, Pedro, yeah, he's cool. He's from Chile, yeah, he's cool. Oh, Diego Luna, yeah, Mexico, yeah, he's cool.
1: Puerto <laughs> Rican Rosario, what? It's yeah, a... that's right.
0: Like, I think it, it hits me even more when they're, like, specifically from Puerto Rico, too. Oh, for sure, like, for sure. Like, as soon as I... That's why I'm, like, so hyped for, for Marvel, for Miles Morales to possibly yeah. be told, you know, his yeah. story. Because I'm like, he's half Puerto Rican. Ah! Someday we'll get a fully-blooded well, Puerto Rican, like, La Borinquena or something. It'll have...
1: Oh, La Borinquena. Yeah, that'll be cool. That'll made be... By, uh, I, I just had to... Oh, go ahead.
0: No, made by, I think, Rosario Dawson and, and yes. another writer. Which I'm like... Hey, yeah Rosario, if you want to be La Borinquena, you know, you totally can. I'd be, she totally I'd could do
1: it. I she think, I'm, totally I'm, do it. I feel like she's trying to get that off the ground and probably, she's probably trying to get that done, uh, made into a film, I'm sure. That would be so And she's cool. probably pitching herself for it, I've, I, I have no doubt.
0: Fingers crossed that, uh, you know, uh, the Ahsoka Tana show does really well, because I'm rooting yeah. for it. I think yeah, it's me really too.
1: Cool. Um, well, anyway, I had to stop and point that out really quick yeah, because no, I thought no, that was good. so cool to see, though you know, all of them on the cover and, you know, you and McGregor, of course, but, like, yeah. the other oh, three, yeah. like, oh, man. But anyway, so, yeah, this was the, the Vanity Fair piece. And it's interesting. Kathleen Kennedy has been saying some things that seem to kind of contradict themselves in this Vanity Fair piece because, yeah, she's talking oh, no. about this – well, seemingly, right? She's talking about this thing about Han Solo and not wanting to cast younger versions of classic characters anymore. So does this mean – The Lando show is not happening because that's another, that's one of the things that's coming out that's supposed to be on the docket is the Lando uh, show with Donald Glover. And so, it
0: is happening then, huh? Didn't they just announce that it is happening then? I
1: believe, I believe that's still happening
0: because I mean, if that's the case, the only thing, the only reason why I think that makes sense in my mind is like maybe they've been planning this project for ages already, and so they probably just made this announcement of no more repeat characters that are classic younger versions of themselves we're done with those you're saying
1: after lando
0: after lando yeah i think lando's like the exception and also you can't no this is the last one
1: no just kidding this is the last one no (laughs) forget that this is the last
0: one hey listen we could change our minds sometimes i guess guys you know (laughs) but like i i think you don't say no to donald glover you know like donald glover that man is a star and you can't You know, if if I don't get to see him in Spider-Man as Miles Morales's uncle, come on, man! If he doesn't get to be the
1: Prowler, come on, man! Oh yeah, we still yeah that we still haven't seen that yeah. We've seen him, but we haven't seen anything. We haven't seen him as the Prowler. But I will say, yeah, whatever your thoughts are on Hans on on Solo, you can't deny Donald Glover just killed killed it. You know, he kicked ass as 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 Lando, and and really is there. After having seen him as Lando, I can't think of any other person who could have played a young Lando, a young Billy D. Williams. I mean, he oh, just yeah. knocked it out of the park. So did you ever,
0: did you ever see that interview between him and uh, you know Billy D. Williams? He like introduced himself to him and was like, "Billy D., I'm such a big fan. Uh, I'm gonna be playing you in, in the upcoming movie. Do you have any advice?" And like Billy D. Williams was like, "Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, just just be cool. Yeah, just be cool, man." And he's like, "Okay, cool. Gotta like that's be, the best thing." Gotta
1: advice. be cool as a cucumber.
0: <laughs> cool as a cucumber. That's why yeah. you gotta
1: just drink a cold forty-five. It works <laughs> every time.
0: Sixty percent of the time, it works every time. <laughs> that, was,
1: you don't know that, that was that million, quote. Yeah. 60% <laughs> if, if you
0: don't know what that's from, then y'all gotta watch some new, more movies. Um, but no, I th- <laughs> I think another thing I was gonna bring up real quick was. Uh, the Luke Skywalker Easter egg at the end. No, halfway through the Boba Fett show. Wait, mm. come on, guys. It's, it's not a spoiler. You should have seen the Boba Fett show already, you know? Come on. Oh, wait. Did you finish it, Raul? I've,
1: I haven't i have gotten to Luke. Wow. I've gotten to Mando. Mando has shown up. Which it's already a better show. I knew. Listen, I already Dude. got spoiled. I already got spoiled that Grogu and Luke were coming back. Okay, guys, I gotta admit, I've That's been so taking, lame. I've been taking forever to finish Book of Boba Fett. It has just been, <laughs> ugh, it's been such a drag. And I've, I'll watch like an episode, or, or I'll watch like an episode or two, and then I'll like stop because I'm bored, and I'll spend like two or three weeks, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, let me get back into Book of Boba Fett. But I've forgotten what's happened, so I go back and rewatch it. It's been taking me forever trying to finish this damn show. So yeah. finally, I was like, a week ago, I was like, let me just finish it. And then I finally got to the the return of the Mandalorian. And now I'm like, yes, this is good now. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm liking this now because it's focusing on Dinjarin. Uh But after that episode, I haven't seen anything else. So but I already know I already know Luke comes back. Spoilers, right, but yeah. All right. It's all right. I don't well, care. It's I don't care. That's all right. Well I basically basically what
0: I'm trying to say about that is like when that when that reveal was yeah. revealed, um there were a lot of people who were just like Oh my God! The AI or the it's it looks beautiful. Like he looks like Luke Skywalker because they actually took like the, all the faces, whatever they Wait, could find. Wait, are you
1: talking about Book of Boba Fett or are you talking about season two of Mandalorian? Because L-
0: Boba Fett, dude. Mandalorian. Okay, yeah. Let's get this but, straight. But people, when Luke yeah. Skywalker shows up at the end of Mandalorian season two, the 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 CGI to his face looked god awful like there was oh, something I see. so uncanny about it that was just like off putting so, Im- so they so they improved it yeah so there was huh. a dude on youtube recently Yeah. keep forgetting his name who did a uh, uh, what's it called when they do the face thing the deep fake the, the deep fake yep there's this dude on youtube who did the deep fake and yeah. Disney hired him to do the next Luke Skywalker deepfake. I
1: did not know that.
0: So when you Shit. watch Book of Boba Fett, that's that guy's work in Book of ah. Boba Fett, leading that team for the deepfake okay, stuff. Okay, so they and improved it's it. So good, it looks I,
2: so yeah. good. I but did you know, know. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. You go. You go. No, okay, I, was gonna, I was just going to say.
1: <laughs> I was just going to say that I did know Luke Skywalker was going to show up in Book of Boba Fett, but I didn't know that they had improved the the deepfake technology or the you know the, oh, the dude, it facial technology.
2: Like, you, nice. you, would, you
0: would swear that Gives you, me something went, to look forward to. you went back in time and grabbed Mark Hamill and just brought him back to the future and were like, hey, can you just act like Luke again really quick? Like, that's pretty much how it looks. Mark, so the Mark, you
1: got to come back to the future. you got to change the
0: future. You have
1: to <laughs> play yourself. <laughs> you no! have to play yourself. You have to play yourself in a show 30 years from now. The
0: Force,
1: Doc. I'm sorry. You said Back to the Future, and I just no, no.
0: It's all good. That's myself. exactly what I expected. Um, <laughs> but no. So the only downside to it, though, is that they did this AI voice for Luke Skywalker. Oh so no! So they took all the sound files, every resource they could find of, of Mark Hamill talking in audiobooks, interviews, TV shows, movies, and they just took his voice and they made an artificial intelligence. To speak for him. Okay. It it sounds exactly like Mark Hamill. And so you see Mark Hamill, and it sounds like Mark Hamill, but there's no emotion going through his lines. Uh,
1: Why didn't they just get Mark Hamill to do his... Okay, I'm... Well, okay, well,
0: here's the thing. I got to finish this fucking show. (laughs) I'm glad you said that, because here's the thing. I got to finish Boba
1: Fett. Just get it over with. Put it out of its misery. I got to finish this thing. All right, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, 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 so here's the thing. When Mark (laughs) Hamill speaks now... He has like like this
1: very like old man yeah, kind of yeah. rasp to he him. He definitely sounds older,
0: yeah. So if he went and did the VO for it, it wouldn't sound like young Luke Skywalker Yeah, anymore. yeah. So they would need somebody else, like uh, I don't know Matthew Mercer, who's like the best voice actor ever, who's done a Luke can Skywalker do, yeah. impression. If you if you guys have ever played Star Wars Battlefront Two, Matthew Mercer was the voice of Luke Skywalker in that game. And did a my, good job. He did an amazing yeah. job. Like I I think. It was so impressive. I was surprised to hear that they didn't use Matthew Mercer for the show. This is so, um, and this is getting
1: into a whole bigger issue about using AI as voiceover. We're both voice exact, actors, so we both obviously eggs, right? have a problem. This is a threat to <laughs> We're our. Very this, heated about it. <laughs> this is threatening our careers using this kind of technology. But see, and but like to your point, like it doesn't sound good, right? It sounds emotionless, yeah. right? Empty. Exactly. And so that's the thing
0: is, like. You, you guys, like, like Star Wars, Kathleen Kennedy and her team is, like, so nervous to recast people to come in and just replace Luke that they would be willing to just get an AI voice to be the voice of Luke. And I'm like, what are you doing? Just, like, dude, we see Luke Skywalker. We see yeah. Mark Hamill's face. Just get a voice actor to double his voice and just do that. It'll be great. It'll be awesome. But, you know, I think they're, they're too nervous about it, and I think maybe something that would be really helpful for star wars the, as a company to know is that the fans are okay with you guys bending the rules sometimes to make things work
1: well you know? i don't know I feel like not all fans, I feel like there would be a lot of fans that i feel just like you said, any decision that's made you're gonna piss off you're gonna piss off somebody yeah yeah so I, I mean i'm me, I'm all for it, like whatever, but like you know just from what I know of the Star Wars fandom, it has been a lot lately of like um. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Although it seems like you know, lately we got some things that are kind of un uh, uniting everybody. We'll talk about Obi Wan, but that sounds like pretty much everybody's on the same page about how we feel about Obi Wan, how we we all like it. But we'll um, again, we'll talk about that later. But yes, I mean, you you're for the most part, it seems like you, you might upset somebody.
0: Yeah. Oh, totally. Well, uh, let's let's go ahead and do some a little bit of lightning round here because we still got a little bit ways to go before the episode's over. Um but let's see we're still talking about Star Wars. We got the Star Wars Celebration 2022.
1: Celebration. The one that Raul was like, "Hey, by
0: the way, did you remember the celebrations this month?" And I was like, "Oh,
1: snap. Got to talk so, about celebration. Yeah, this happened. This, this uh celebration started last Thursday and uh, it officially ended what? Sunday. It yeah. went uh, from Thursday the 26th to uh, Sunday the 29th. So, yeah, a couple days ago. Um, we're so, recording We're recording this, by the way, on, on Tuesday the 31st. So this is going, right? Yeah. This is going up tomorrow. This is going yes, up on June 1st.
0: Going up tomorrow. Uh, now, let's see then. Yeah. We're, we're, what I'm going to do real quick is I'm, I'm just going to list off every project that we're going to talk about, and then we'll go through each one real quick and just All right. give our, our thoughts here. Let's do so, it project number one we got andor we got skeleton crew as project number two Mm -hmm. then we got the mandalorian season three announcement Mm -hmm. we got indiana jones four not five because four doesn't exist (laughs) star wars jedi survivor the video game sequel to star wars fallen order then we got the last but not least willow the teaser trailer yes so there was a lot of stuff to talk about for this celebration and a bunch stuff.
1: more stuff. i mean uh, stuff i didn't even put on there it was just so they had a couple other kids shows uh bad batch season two which i don't know if you've seen the bad batch but i haven't seen it but i know season two is coming out i've heard i've heard it's good but yeah a whole bunch of stuff i mean lots and lots of news
0: I've been trying to catch up to the Kenobi series. So I've been watching the Clone Wars, and then I went from the Clone Wars to watching episode three. Yeah. And I watched this sliced up version of episode three that was like a four hour you long You were time. telling
1: me that. Yeah.
0: It was amazing. I would recommend everybody to find that somewhere on the internet, somewhere, eventually, totally. They, illegal, cut, they quote, basically
1: unquote. cut, they basically cut, uh, intercut. What is it? They intercut, like, the last, the, like, the season, or the series finale of the Clone Wars. Yeah. In with. Revenge of the Sith, right?
2: Yeah, the
0: only downside to it was that the the ending, like, the third act of the finale of, you know, the Star Wars Clone Wars series is going in with the ending of, of Revenge of the Sith because it's all happening at the same time. Mm. But because you have a third act twice in a row, it kind of slows down the, the pacing and, like, the, the immersion of the storytelling. Yeah. But other than that, the pacing and the storytelling is so well cut that I was... Like my eyes were just glued to the screen for yeah. three and a half hours. Once I got to the, the, the last thirty half, minutes,
1: three yeah, and a half it, hours.
0: As soon as I got to the last thirty minutes, I was like, "Oh my god, maybe this should end soon." But like, you know, the Clone Wars part ended, and then maybe this the
1: last... should end soon.
0: <laughs> maybe okay, specifically the the Ahsoka Tano stuff. I was like, "You guys are making this longer than it needs to be." But then it got to the end of Revenge of the Sith, yeah. and I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, this I, is really I would
1: really watch cool. it, though. I, I think I, I I might end up watching it. I got to go back and re-watch all the Clone Wars, because like I I was telling you the other day, I still haven't seen the final season. Well, uh, I,
0: one thing's for sure is like, I, I want to watch, like now that I'm watching Kenobi, once Kenobi's over i to start watching Rebels.
2: Rebels it's five years yep.
0: before uh, A New Hope, right? Yep. So w- once I start watching that, then the Ahsoka Tano show will come <laughs> out, and it'll be, It's almost as though Disney knows that we have to prep Andor. For each one.
1: Andor. and or
0: and or. Oh, and then we gotta talk about Andor real quick. The All trailer right. for that one dropped. What did you think of the trailer, really quick?
1: Okay, so here's the. So yeah, Andor. The Andor trailer. Uh, they they showed it at uh, Celebration, and then like what, like five, five minutes later, put it on YouTube. Um. Looks great. I mean, this is, uh, and from what we know, let's see, it's coming out August 31st on Disney+. Uh, and they've announced two seasons, right? They've announced two seasons of Andor. Two seasons? Two what? seasons. This is the announcement. They've announced two seasons, each season, 12 episodes. Oh, my
2: God. So
1: we're getting not just this, not this six-episode season stuff anymore. With Andor, we're getting... First season, twelve episodes. Second season, another twelve episodes. Oh my god! With the second season, uh, it's let's see. They said it's set to lead right up to the beginning of Rogue One.
0: Whoa, dude! That's like so, three months of so Star Wars at a time, every week.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Oh I don't know when they're when the second season will be coming out, but um.
0: Wow, that's crazy. Well, I mean, I guess that because that means yeah. three months when the first twelve episodes come out which means we're going to be talking about Star Wars for three months in a row because of this show specifically. Yeah,
1: we're going to be talking about so much what, Star Wars. What did Wars. you think of the trailer, though? The trailer looks really good. I, I love this. Um, and we got a little bit of it with Rogue One because Rogue One uh, it felt like the darkest Star Wars movie. And not, I mean, you know, you could say Revenge of the Sith is pretty dark, but I mean, this is, Rogue One was like a gritty war film. Right. And it's like on the ground, boots on the ground kind of film. And it's one of those movies you felt like you were watching like a a spy thriller. Um, Very realistic, very gritty. I mean, of course, it's Star Wars. They're going to have fantastical elements in it. But um, it's the most grounded uh, Star Wars film that I think exists right now. And and, uh, it looks like Andor is is sticking with that same kind of vibe. Which looks awesome. I mean, you see the trailer. You see there's... It's showing, like, um, the Empire coming and taking over and, 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 and swooping in and, and, and subduing this planet and all that stuff. And you see the people. You see them running away. They're closing their windows. They're boarding up their windows, closing locking their doors. People are living in fear as the Empire is coming to invade and take over and establish their, their, you know, their rule on all these different planets. And so you really see from the perspective of the people on the ground, um, d- you see the fear in their face and you see them running and, and bunkering down and, and, and all that stuff. And so r- right away, the trailer starts with that. And right away, we're sucked into this this feeling. It's like the, the Empire is scary, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's I feel like we've kind of lost track of that, like how scary the Empire really is. But as soon as you put, this trailer puts us almost in the shoes of the people that are being oppressed by the empire, you're seeing that and you're feeling that as well. So the trailer does a really good job conveying the empire as a legitimately scary threat. Mm. And so it looks like we're going to see that. um, And, and I'm assuming Cassian is, is, is one of those younger. I'm assuming that that first shot or that first scene has to be young Cassian in there somewhere, right? We're showing, telling the story about his family and how he, you know, how he lost his, his family, I think, or I can't remember if, if that's what happened, but like, you know, his family, his home world was taken over by the empire. And, you know, he was on the run and eventually joined up with the the rebellion, right? This is what this show is going is, is to be about is showing us how he becomes a member of the rebel Alliance and how he works his way up to where he is by the end of Rogue One. And, um, Looks like there's a lot of, we got Mon Mothma coming back. Um, yeah. uh, it looks like we're going to see a lot of Mon Mothma here. And just the general vibes are just like this tense, almost like this kind of like dark espionage kind of stuff going on. Right. And, and, and I love it. I think it's, it's, I'm so stoked because I think this is, this is continuing the vibe that, that we felt during Rogue One. And I loved Rogue One and I loved how that story was told. And I loved the tone of it. Yeah. And this is continuing that tone, and I'm here for it.
0: Dang, man. Yeah, well, you hyped me up just now, and I was about to, like, I was, I'm going to try to go the opposite way of you right now because not that I hated it or anything, but, like... I, but, I,
1: uh, yeah, say I think, what you were going to say.
0: I, I think I think I, I do agree with you about the whole, like, making everything super gritty and, like, you know, way darker, giving mm-hmm. us a new experience, a new point of view from the people that live in this universe other than just the Jedi. Um, mm-hmm. For me, like, one of the things is also... This really is one of the first times we're going to watch something that might possibly not have any Jedi or Sith whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so that, that's really different for me. It was the first trailer I've ever seen that had nothing to do with a Jedi or Sith. And so for me, it was a little off-putting that I was like, yeah. oh, whoa, this is like, is this still Star Wars? But like, it is still Star Wars. There's blasters and everything. There's aliens running around. I mean, around.
1: Mandalorian is Star Wars. You didn't see any Jedi until the end of season two. I mean, but you
0: did see a lot of stormtroopers, which I think you saw a lot of. Well, storm you're gonna see stormtroopers.
1: Star- yeah, you're gonna like, see stormtroopers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah this right. is yeah, that's yeah. true.
0: Like, I think I think for me, it was it was a lot of uh, like the the trailer was a teaser trailer, so it was more of like just getting us amped. Which yeah, I was I was into it, but like I don't know if I was at the level that you were at just yet. Mm. I think I need to wait to see the next trailer. When they do, like... When they start actually explaining what the story of this season's going to be. Yeah. Just a little bit without spoiling the whole thing. Yeah. um, I think that's when I'm going to be really hooked into it. But I'm already willing to, like... I'm going to watch it no matter what. Like, I already know, based on the teaser, that I need to watch the show. Um, But am I still super hooked on their plot not yet because i don't really know
1: it
2: fully
1: yeah and this teaser really this teaser is you know we we have an idea of what the plot is going to be obviously we're going to watch how Andor becomes part of the rebel alliance but the teaser is really just giving giving us the idea of the tone and off the bat i am here for the tone that's i'm i'm all for it i'm happy with what i saw yeah the next trailer that they put out i'm sure will give us a little bit more into specifics about what this particular story is gonna is gonna be.
0: Yeah, and you know the other thing uh, before we move on here is uh, they they said a lot of things about Kenobi where they were like, hey, we, we don't want to let Kenobi be too dark, so we gotta we gotta tone down the the dark part of it, and like the, the writing of the you know the whole script of Kenobi had to change up a little bit because of mm. that. Then I see this
1: trailer and I go. <laughs>
0: Oh, I see why. Because they didn't want to like just be copying what
1: Andor is right, doing. Right, right. We're like, saving the darkness for Andor. Yeah,
0: like Kenobi's giving us this certain vibe in, in the Disney Star Wars marketplace, and now Andor's going to give us this other tone, whereas then we're going to see the Acolyte show eventually that's going to be a Sith show that's going to mm. go somewhere else, you know? That's right, that's I'm right. I'm hoping—that's that's, that's kind of what I'm worried about the most, though, is like if Andor's going to be really dark, is Acolyte going to be just as dark or darker? Because it's about the Sith. Like, they got to be—
1: Super dark, if that's the case. It's it's probably gonna be dark, but a- 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 Acolyte is gonna have the more fantastic a- fantastical fantastical yeah. element because okay, you're dealing with the Force, you're dealing yeah. with Sith. so it's not gonna be the same exact show. Right. But this is more Andor to me is like the gritty spy war film. Yeah, that's sure. you know or, you know it's like the gritty spy film, the espionage, the dark. There's just kind of like it's just got this gritty tone, but realistic tone. Totally right. Whereas. Uh, Acolyte. That's going to be dark in a different way. You know? Yeah.
0: Well, then so, now now we got another project here called Skeleton
1: Crew. Yeah. Which,
0: this is the show that was uh, John Watts's new show that yes. he's going to do. Originally, they said he was going to direct Fantastic Four, and then he said mm-hmm. he wasn't doing Fantastic Four, and then it got announced he was doing a Star Wars show, and then at Star Wars Celebration we all find out this is the show. This he's be is the show. On.
1: We actually had this. We actually had this earlier, you know, for a while, as one of the other topics uh, before celebration happened. We had this topic earlier about mm, what's this show that John Watts is going to do? He's going to do a Star Wars show. What happened? I he was attached, and of course, John Watts uh, most well known for making, being the director of the Spider Man Home trilogy, right? Uh, homecoming, Far From Home, No Way Home. So yeah, he was. He did that. He got attached to do Fantastic Four. Then at some point, uh, we find out, no, he's not doing Fantastic Four anymore. Um, he's doing a Star Wars show. And we're like, well, what's this Star Wars show? Well, sure enough, celebration, they told us it's this show, Skeleton Crew, uh, an original Disney Plus series starring Jude Law from executive producers Christopher Ford, John Favreau, Dave Filoni, and John Watts coming in 2023. So, uh, Kevin, why, why don't you read off what the, what the quote here yeah, is on so, IGN? So
0: here on IGN, they said, uh, This new series will follow a group of 10-year-old kids from a small planet who get lost in that galaxy far, far away and must try to find their way home. The story will take place after Star Wars Return of the Jedi and mm-hmm. will fit within the timeline the Mandalorian and Ahsoka take place in. It was also described as galactic version of classic Amblin coming-of-age in yes. major films of the 80s. Oh. I, I think that sounds really cool. Um, it, it it almost makes me think of Stand By Me in a way. Like, mm. I don't know if you if you've seen that one, but it's, it's yeah. Uh... Oh, I love Stand By Me. I do like the idea of having kids, like almost like a stranger things kind of thing with the eighties, and like that, that sounds cool and very appealing. I I could easily see like one of the kids might have might secretly be force sensitive and he doesn't want to talk about it or something. Maybe there's an alien girl that has a crush on one of the alien boys or something. And they're going on this journey, trying to make it back home while rediscovering each other and understanding what they are meant to do in this universe. Yeah, Um, That's really cool. I can even, I even had thoughts in my head of like, oh, what if they meet Luke Skywalker? But like, I don't want them to copy *Mandalorian*. Maybe somebody else from another part of yeah, the universe. I'm
1: starting to realize this is already this this period now after this post Return of the Jedi period starting to get a little crowded. Now I'm seeing because it's, it's supposed to take place same time uh, within the timeline of the *Mandalorian*, *Ahsoka*, and *Book of Boba Fett*. And now this show, like, okay, well this this particular time time per- period is starting to get a little crowded, but um.
0: Oh, you know what? Uh, Yeah. This is the show. I'm telling it. I'm calling it right now. All
1: right. Here we go.
0: This is the show that's going to show us an old Mace Windu.
1: You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. Ooh, it's going be amazing. Kevin is calling it right now. We're going to see. Seriously, let's wait until it comes out, and then we're going to go back and reference and see if you were right.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a good feeling because, like, If they're gonna meet anybody that's magical and spontaneous or whatever in their journey, they gotta meet some kind of old wizard kind of character, you know, to to make their way back home in some way, shape, or form, or to make the kids reevaluate their lives because of all the struggles they're going with each other. And then Mace Windu comes along and goes, "Shut the hell up, man!" You know, like maybe not like that, but you know what I mean. Like (laughs) he's Samuel Jackson. What
1: are these damn kids (laughs) doing on my ship?
0: No, no, not even. He probably lives in a cave.
1: What are these damn kids I, doing in my damn cave? In my damn. Listen, um, the okay. Oh, sorry. I, did you have did you have I, more that's it for in- me?
0: That, that's I, that's my theory.
1: This is okay. I was hearing for a while, you know, about this. Well, they were talking about this John Watts thing, which they said even before celebration, they did say the John Watts uh, Star Wars show was going to be a group of kids, um you know, in the Star Wars universe, and, and they, they said something vaguely about But then here in Celebration, they went into further detail. This is, a, you know, a galactic version of classic Amblin coming-of-age adventure films of the 80s. That got me right there. I heard mm. classic Amblin coming-of-age adventure films of the 80s. I'm automatically in. This is early Spielberg-type vibes. This is what Stranger Things... Um, at least the first season was basing a lot of their stuff, a lot of uh, Stranger Things took from the early Amblin, early Spielberg films of the 80s and mixed that up with Stephen King. That's basically how Stranger Things started out as being like a hybrid of those two kinds of vibes. So, and, you know, my favorite kind of movies are like a lot of, you know, especially my childhood growing up, a lot of the early Steven Spielberg stuff, like the early 80s. I mean, I'm talking about like E.T., Goonies, I mean, this kind of vibe, and like you said, even Stand By Me, even though that's not a Steven Spielberg thing, that's uh, Stephen King, actually, but that's still the same kind of vibe, and it's like one of those things you feel as a kid, at least for me, watching these movies, I felt like I was just the natural way that that the kids in those movies would talk, like an E.T., or even the Goonies, just like, The kids are like hanging out, and they're all like talking over each other, right? And they're giving each other shit, and they're kind of—it's this is how kids really talk. I always felt like the those Amblin movies or those you know those movies in the early '80s really kind of nailed how kids kind of talk to each other.
2: Oh yeah,
1: and it's like because you know you see kids talking in other movies, you're like that's not how kids are. But in these movies like the Goonies, ET, and even Stranger Things, which did a really good job copying that, it really felt naturalistic it's like yeah this this is how kids sound like when they're hanging out with each other they're 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 giving each other a hard time they're talking over each other they're yelling oh kids do that right it felt very naturalistic and they even curse come on kids curse they when the parents aren't around we all know kids curse so you got an et you got all the kids sitting around playing poker and saying shit and you know cursing up a storm but anyway that I I was so drawn to that because I felt like I was part of the crew. Even just yeah. watching the movie, I felt like I was, you know, I was one of the Goonies. But anyway, so th- I heard this. I hear this Amblin coming-of-age adventure film of the 80s. I'm all in, especially with the coming-of-age part because we know John Watts um, does that really well. I mean, those Spider-Man movies were all coming-of-age films, you know? You know what?
0: I was just about to say that. but yeah. now, that you, now that you've said it, I got to be the devil's advocate. Uh-oh. Um I personally, I, I think like he's going to be amazing at it. I'm I'm going to say that right now. John Watts will be perfect for it. He nailed the No Way Home series or trilogy. Um, I wonder if eventually there'd be fatigue for him to do a kid story over and over again. But I think whether or not he has fatigue, he at least I know he knows what he's doing. He's a fantastic director. Different setting,
1: though. I mean, different. Yeah, I mean, this is the Star Wars universe. It's maybe you it's know, a little
0: refreshing for him because it's Star Wars. So and he's probably
1: elected to do something like this because he's he feels good about doing these kinds of stories, these coming-of-age stories. That's now, you, that's his you, thing. It seems like.
0: Do you think he's going to come back to do uh, Spider-Man, the, a new trilogy with Tom Holland, where he's in college, or do you think he's going to just? Start doing Star Wars from now on.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Well, they, when when they announced that he was no longer doing Fantastic Four, first of all, they were saying, "Oh, he's not doing Fantastic Four. He wants to take a break," which everybody no, was he like,
2: "Doesn't."
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, you want to take a break, but he had like other stuff set up. He, oh, he's not doing Fantastic Four. He wants to take a break, but then he's also doing this Star Wars TV show. It's like, oh, you're not <laughs> taking a break. You're doing a Star Wars show. Get out of here. Um but it seems like this is why he left yeah. Fantastic Four, right? To, it's, it, it, oh yeah. I don't know for sure, but it's looking like the reason why he left Fantastic Four was because he's working on the Star Wars show.
0: And also, John Krasinski's is probably going to direct his own Fantastic. Well, Four yeah, that's
1: movie. a that's a big speculation. Is that Kevin Kevin Feige? That's one of the big speculations. Kevin Feige wanted, after having gotten John Krasinski to be Mister Fantastic, right? Wanted to um. See if he would direct Fantastic Four. I don't want to get into that whole thing because that's a whole. That's, yeah, that's all rumors. That's a all rumors. well, not well, not just that it's rumors. That's a different conversation. But I, I want to stick to Star Wars here, really quick. <laughs> that too. Quickly. That too. I want to stick. To, I want to stick to Star Wars because we're, we're running out of time. But yeah, well, yeah I was I was gonna say I think. Um, so yeah, that's it. Looks like that's what he left to go do is this show. So I think uh, I lost where I was going. What? Go ahead. No, you, no
0: you're good. You well, well, I was going to say, let's segue into the next thing then here, because yeah. uh, these next few topics shouldn't be too, too much for us here. Uh, I'll just bring them all up right now, and we'll pick out which ones kind of stick out to us the most. Yeah. Uh, we got The Mandalorian Season 3. We got Indiana Jones 5, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and Willow Teaser. Um, I'll start by saying, for the video game stuff, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, I'm excited to see that. I know Fallen Order was a I, – I, when, I, when the game first came out, I was kind of like, no, I don't want to play this game. And then I heard everybody saying how amazing it was, and I was like, oh.
1: So you, play, so you played it.
0: And I played it, and it okay. was phenomenal, really good storytelling. And in the new trailer for Survivor, uh, I guess there's a clone of the main character, Cal Kestis, who ends up – I don't know what the story is. There's Inquisitors. There's him.
1: Looks maybe, like there's an Inquisitor.
0: I'd love to see the video game characters be introduced into live action stuff. If Cal Kestis could meet Obi Wan Kenobi, that'd Man, be pretty crazy. I,
1: I gotta, I've, I've seen, I can't, like, playing video I, I I love, I've heard good things about, about the video, about Fallen Order. I think I might just suck it up and just watch the cutscenes on YouTube. Yeah,
0: I was just about to say, do it on YouTube. It's so I think I'm easier. just going to
1: watch the cut for. I feel kind of like I'm cheating because I feel like I, I didn't earn these cutscenes because I no. didn't play the game, but I really want to see what happens in the story. Because well, I, uh, I can
0: say this I, 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 I heard play, good things. I did play The Last of Us. But I didn't play the second one. And when the second one came out, I was like, let's let's watch it on YouTube because I don't I don't I don't have time to yeah. play this game right now. Like I gotta I got so many other games on my lineup right now and everybody's spoiling this game left and right. Yeah, yeah. So like you know, best thing to do when you got no more time is just watch it on YouTube and yeah. make it call it a day, you know. <laughs> but now another thing we had here was the yes. Indiana Jones five four poster, <laughs> and uh, I, I thought it looked really cool. Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford walking across a bridge. That's all we really got. Yeah. I can't wait to see what we get from it, you know?
1: Me, personally, I I don't know. I mean, I, I I, love, like I said, I love Indiana Jones. I love the character of Indiana Jones. I love Rares of the Lost Ark. It's my favorite movie of all time. Um, I, I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, uh, we knew they've been talking about Indy 5 is coming, mm. and then they showed us, uh, you know, a photo, and, yeah, that's Indiana Jones, that's him in in silhouette. You see the you see the the fedora. You see him leaning over. You see you know he's on a rickety old bridge, something right out of like Temple of Doom or something like that. Okay, it's coming. Um, man, I I'm mixed I'm mixed about this because I just what are they gonna go with it? Like Harrison Ford, what he's like in his he's in his eighties now. I mean,
0: just, I, I think this should be the end. This should be the end. of Indiana to be, right?
2: Jones. And,
0: I'll, and also, I, I think Harrison Ford himself has even said, like, I I only do it because I read the script and it was a good script. And I wanted to be a part of that. And I'm like, okay, all right, then I'm just going to leave it at that and trust I mean, Harrison I assume, Ford.
1: I assume he thought the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull script was good enough at some point, right? Uh, I mean, otherwise, why did he do that?
0: Well, okay, as much as we love Star Wars, when George Lucas was like, hey, you know what would be great? <laughs> if, uh, if we put in some aliens, it's like, all well, right, George,
1: a, we're going to be, uh be aliens, I think, or, or <laughs> uh, inter, interdimensional beings. Oh, oh, uh, uh,
0: but, Stephen, wait, I have an idea. Uh, what is it, Steve? What, what is it, George? I have like, uh,
1: crystal skulls there.
0: You want to put some crystal skulls there, George? Yeah, we should. Maybe. I, I don't know. I heard
1: about this. I, I went to Sedona one time, and I heard about this <laughs> these theories about the crystal skulls. You ever heard I really want really to incorporate it in the next film.
0: <laughs> but, well, <laughs> one of my buddies, or one of our buddies, his name is Alex. He, every time I do a George Lucas impression, he's like, that's like a sad Toby Maguire. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there is well, some, yeah. Say, oh, he's, got, he's always got this kind of thing sounding. You know, right?
0: <laughs> well, anyways, Indiana Jones Five. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to see a trailer. Even I, uh, I haven't yeah. even seen photos, but let's move on to the Mandalorian season three. Uh, season three. I just have quick thoughts about this one. All I know is Boba Fett sets it up for season three to start. So technically, if you haven't seen Boba Fett. Just watch I'll the get last there. two to I'll three episodes. There. As long as you watch the last two to three episodes, you'll know what's That's going all on I got left
1: three. is the last yeah. two episodes. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: You'll love it. I think the last two episodes are pretty good. Um, I'm
1: liking it now, now that Din Djarin is back, yeah.
0: Yeah, and also at Star Wars Celebration when they were showing Mandalorian stuff, they had a little baby Grogu in a spaceship just, like, looking at people and interacting, and I thought that was the coolest thing. I
1: did see pictures of that, or I saw video footage of, of that. The Grogu in the spaceship, yeah.
0: Oh, and, and when John Favreau pulls up Baby Yoda in the Star Wars panel with yeah. the Mandalorian, everybody's screaming like, ah. I, I don't need to know anything else about The Mandalorian Season 3 to know that I'm going to be super mad hyped for it.
1: I'm stoked for it. I, like I said, the, the, now that he's shown up in the Book of Boba Fett, I'm like, I lean forward in my chair. I'm like, yes, here it! Thank God. I, I, it's like an old friend you haven't seen in a while. <laughs> hey, Mando, yeah. what's going on? I'm, for, I'm all for this. Um, yeah, I, again, I wish... I'm sorry we can't talk about where he ends up because I didn't finish Boba Fett. <laughs> no spoilers, it sucks that I have that. to finish Boba Fett just so I can be prepared to go into Mando season three.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but But, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I love... I love Mandalorian seasons one and two and I just love that character. I love the, the journey he's been going on, uh, the self-discovery, like who am I, uh, you know, within my tribe, who am I in, in this vast universe? Like, where do I belong? You know, this mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know, is, is he a Mandalorian? Is he not a Mandalorian? What does it mean to be a Mandalorian? Yeah. Um, and I think it'll
0: be great. I think, I think they have to me the the biggest test that's going to happen, that it's going to have to be proved here or, or shown to us here is the fact that Baby Yoda uh, isn't really the biggest point, plot point anymore for Mandalorian. He doesn't mm. have to take Baby, you know, Grogu right. anywhere anymore. Right. He's just bringing him along the ride. So now we're focusing more on Mando than we are on Grogu and what Mando has to do to prove himself to be a Mandalorian yet again mm. on mm. Planet Mandalore. So yeah. I, I'm excited. I think it's going to be cool. But uh, last but not least, for the Star Wars topics here, we also had the Willow teaser, which I'll be honest— <laughs> yes. I know nothing about Willow, but I will say when I saw the teaser, I was like, oh, I have a very, like, Harry Potter mixed with Lord of the Rings vibe to this. It's interesting and you mentioned... I really dig that.
1: Yeah. It's interesting you mentioned Harry Potter. Warwick Davis, who plays Willow, uh, is has been a part of the biggest franchises you've ever known. I mean, he... He's in the Harry Potter films. He's, you know, he played Professor Flitwick and Grip Hook, and he's Flick
2: in. And swish, yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: and, and he got his start um, in Return of the Jedi as one of the Ewoks, Wicked. and that that, right. that was a very young Warwick Davis that basically kickstarted his career. Not to mention <laughs> an entire Leprechaun franchise that he's 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 been show-running, basically. He's the I had no he idea. is the Leprechaun. You know the Leprechaun movies?
0: No, I've never. I don't think I've ever. You've never
1: seen the Leprechaun movie? Oh my god! Just watch the first one at least. It is, it is (laughs) wonderful. It is wonderful, and and and. Weird and just it's it's hilarious. It's a horror movie. It's meant to be a horror (laughs)
2: movie.
1: (laughs) It's about a killer leprechaun. I thought
0: you were joking when you just said that.
1: (laughs) No, 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 no. No, 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 no. It's about a killer leprechaun. It's a it's a series of horror films about a killer leprechaun, and Warwick Davis plays the titular leprechaun. In fact, uh Jennifer Aniston, uh her first big film role was in the first leprechaun. But anyway. He plays, he plays the leprechaun. He's really scary and really creepy looking. I would check out the leprechaun. I would check out leprechaun. But anyway, so, yeah. So he was in the, the original uh, Willow. Of course, he plays the titular character, um, Willow. Wonderful, wonderful movie. I haven't seen it in years, but I remember being so charmed by that movie, um, And uh, Val Kilmer was in it, uh, and and I remember him, everybody having just really good chemistry, and I remember Val Kilmer being very charming in it. Of course, I don't think he's yeah he's not in the show, but um, I just remember being very charmed by that movie and really enjoying it. And really, it's just kind of a warm film. I'll Um,
0: probably have to watch it. I'm 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 definitely going to watch it before the series comes out. It's very
1: high fantasy adventure, that kind of thing. But
0: the show looks it's a it's a young Warwick, right? Like in the movie. Like the original movie, I mean, from the, the ri- yeah,
1: it was like in the eighty. It was like it was, uh, the original movie came out in nineteen eighty eight, and uh, yeah, Warwick Davis was was still young. I, I think I can't remember exactly how old he was when he made it, but you know, is it a, te- it a weird teenager? That, like, I believe.
0: In the trailer, they were just like, you know, we've we've gone through all these terrible things, and we need your help. And then they have like this shot where Warwick Davis just looks and he's like, Well, yeah, I'm gonna help you out, yeah. <laughs> and all I could think for the life of me was like, They don't need the character's help. They just need Warwick Davis's help. They need him. And Warwick Davis, just the actor, shows up everywhere he needs to be. Yeah, that's that's cause the, magic.
1: That, that's Disney. Can we need your help, Warwick? And then he turns around. <laughs> <That's>,
0: yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I'm pumped for it. I think it'll be fun. It
1: uh, looks cool. We'll see. Again,
0: to me it's like the dark crystal. Like I didn't know anything about the dark crystal and then I watched it, like the series. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my god, this is amazing. It's too bad Netflix isn't gonna continue this. It does
1: kind of have that vibe of like it was it was an old, you know, fantasy film in the eighties that then they took and then they made a sequel show about, right? Like yeah. that's that's kinda how I feel it is like kinda like the dark crystal. We'll see. But yeah, that was just a, a small little piece of news that I figured I'd I'd include in there just no, see if we cool. can talk about it. That's yeah. awesome.
0: Well, now, we got some trailers to talk about, but we've got... Trailers, trailers galore. Trailers <laughs> galore. We've got so many trailers, but we're probably just going to talk about one at most, because uh, we don't have too much time. We're, gonna, we're trying to cut this a little short. Um, so we're, I'm just going to list off all the trailers that we've had this month, and you guys can go YouTube them and check them all out, because you know, now we'll tell you about them. There's uh, the new Predator trailer called Prey. There's the new... That was beautiful. There's the She-Hulk trailer. Let me hear your She-Hulk impression. (laughs) That was, that was fantastic, right? That's her
1: punching a dude. I don't
0: know. <laughs> That's just Arnold Schwarzenegger with a wig.
1: Look at you. <laughs> I'll smash you. Look I'm a, a, I'm a, a lawyer. lawyer. Look at me on the She-Hulk. <laughs> All right. Okay, so let's then we keep
0: we have uh, Avatar the Way of Water trailer that came
2: Beautiful. out.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful water and no waterbenders whatsoever. How sad. <laughs> then we had Thor Love and Thunder trailer. Two trailers dropped that this past month. Uh, Then we had Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, which I finally just saw. Then we had Jurassic World Dominion, the second trailer dropped for that. And finally, today, the Pinocchio trailer dropped for Disney, which looked really charming with Tom Hanks. So, out of all these trailers, I think the one that I'd love to talk about the most is uh, probably Mission Impossible.
1: Um, Okay, yeah.
0: If you're down to talk about Mission Impossible...
1: Yeah, I feel like these a lot of these other trailers. A lot of people have done a lot of talking about them. Um, yeah, totally. I will say I'm stoked about the prey. I'm a huge fan of the Predator movies. Um, uh, so yeah, I'll just say that really quick. I'll you know this is a prequel, so we'll see what happens, how how the Predator lore is incorporated retroactively and um, and all that stuff. But yeah, I yeah, let's talk about Mission Impossible.
0: I think, I think the trailer was really interesting. Um, I It's weird. I haven't seen Top Gun yet because I just came out like a couple I years me ago. Me either,
1: yeah. And everybody I've heard great has things. been,
0: yeah, like literally everybody I've spoken to about it has been like, it's amazing. You need to watch it. Ah, yeah. and so I'm, I got my ticket. I'm going to go watch it with another buddy of mine. Um, we're going to go watch it in Dolby theaters, and it's going to be a, an experience for the ages, as they say. My brother has even texted me, and my brother is very hard to please with these movies. And when he saw this movie, the first thing he said to me was, You gotta watch this film, man! Ah, So yeah. I, I'm, I'm already ecstatic. Um, so because I watched Top Gun, I watched the Mission Impossible trailer already keeping in mind that, like, Tom Cruise is killing it right now. He's, yeah, he's he's and, on
1: an upward swing, especially because this Top Gun is doing very well in the box office right oh,
0: now. Oh yeah, and I think it, it just reached a hundred million opening weekend. So, Did like, it that's, now? That's the biggest Tom Cruise has ever had for any of his opening weekend films. That's pretty like, decent in the box office. Good for him. Yeah. Um, but I think because of that hype, I think it got me even more hyped when I saw the Mission Impossible trailer. Because mm. let's be clear, Mission Impossible is awesome. The, the entire franchise. is You've amazing. seen them, yeah.
1: Okay. This, yeah. These movies get better and better.
0: Totally, um, and I think I think this one, the the trailer. I saw that it's a part one, so I was like, "Holy crap! They're doing a two parter. Are they yeah. finishing it? Why are they doing a Deathly Hallows part one and two thing?
1: I What's get, going on? I get so I'm I'm kind of getting tired of this trope. I'm getting kind of sick of this thing. Well, let's let's make this movie into two parts, like. You know, Dead Dead Reckoning Part 1 and 2. Yeah, Deathly Hollows 1 and 2. What was it? One of the Twilight movies did that. Like, what is with this trope? Why, not, why are we not just making... Why are we not just calling them two separate things? Why are we trying... It just, to me, sounds like a gimmick to get people to be like, to, you know, to be like, oh, well, hey, we're going to show you this movie, but just know it's not the end. There's another yeah. movie coming. up. It's like they're trying to hook you for the next one. It's like, shut up. I'm already going to watch the next one. Why do you got to do this cheap, I don't know, this cheap gag with the part one and part two i get it I will we're say, gonna do they were but, gonna do that with the with infinity war at one point yeah, before oh they changed. Yeah.
0: thank god they didn't i'm, I mean, I'm glad they did it. It, they technically did with infinity war and endgame they were like two peas in a pod kind of thing right but, but
1: they uh, yeah it was
0: separate but, it felt like a different thing like it right didn't but you like
1: but calling yeah. yeah titling your films part one and two for me it just seems like a cheap kind of uh novelty way of trying to Trying to hold the audience for the next one, you know? Totally. I don't know. So I, I, I don't know. I just I get bothered when I see stuff like that. Dead. Re- okay, so Dead Reckoning Part 1. The trailer, it looks cool. It looks um, really intense. I mean, this is like... This looks like the biggest the Mission Impossible movies are ever going to go. Yep. I mean, this is getting really like the stakes of these movies get higher and higher every time, and this truly looks like a world-dominating kind of like, oh, well, this is the... the se- it's got, like, well, vibes like, of, like, secret cabal, and, oh, there's this huge conspiracy that goes deep, deep, deep.
0: But the other thing is, like, this is the end. Like, this, they're saying this is the ending of Mission Impossible because Tom Cruise is hitting 60, and he's like, guys, I don't know if I can do all these crazy stunts yeah. for this much longer. That being said, Top Gun just exploded, so it's like... Yeah. Dude, are you sure you're done doing all these crazy stunts? Cause like that's how we know you're if it's you not know?
1: mission impossible, I'm telling you, Tom Cruise, God forbid, whenever that happens, he will die doing a movie. Oh yeah.
0: I, oh, that's I so I'm, sad. I'm
1: I'm I'm, wor- I'm, 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 I'm worried. I mean, if, if that's the case, great. He died doing something he loved doing. But like I'm worried that that is how he's gonna go is doing one of these movies. He'll um, go to Valhalla. Whether it's with mission Steve Irwin. impossible or something else. But anyway, but okay, so this trailer though, I will say as far as the effectiveness of the trailer, I didn't really, I didn't like it very much because it just felt unfinished. This trailer felt unfinished. You got like the music Mm. and you got this little dialogue at the beginning um, with him and Ethan Hunt talking, this uh, this other guy, which is like the bad guy from the very first Mission Impossible. They're talking. You got that little bit of dialogue. You got the music and then you're seeing all this footage. But you're not getting any sound effects. You're not getting any other dialogue. It just felt like they didn't finish the trailer. <laughs> yeah, like I they think, still needed think, to add the, yeah, that's the, the, the sound effects.
0: Is, they, they were just kind of depending on the fact that everybody knows what Mission Impossible is. So yeah. here's the music. Here's Tom Cruise running like 300 times. You get the, the picture. And it's the finale, part one. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. oh. So I, I, I think, te- did it tease us? Yes, it teases us very yeah. well. Is it making me go? I gotta see this movie. Not yet. Not hundred yeah. percent. I'm waiting for that next thing to tell us about. I mean, I'm gonna
1: watch gonna it. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna
0: watch it. But it's like, I'm not. It was just I... an
1: odd. Deli- it was just an odd the way that the, the the message of the trailer was conveyed to me. Like it was just the odd the way it was executed. The, you
0: know. Yeah. But
1: it looks cool.
0: Yeah. So here's the to hoping, Tom Cruise. You're gonna kill it, man. We're gonna all watch your movies. It'll be fantastic. But now we got two more things to talk about here, and then we are calling it a day, which uh, basically we got movies and shows that we've seen this month. Now, what I want to do is we're just going to announce all the things we've seen this month, and we're going to pick one that we would recommend to you as the listener to go and watch if you get the chance to. Mm. So we watched recently the Moon Knight series. We watched Multiverse of Madness, the movie, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent with Nicolas Cage. Nicholas
2: Cage, was Cage. Yeah.
0: Then we got Chip and Dale with Rescue Rangers with John Mulaney. John Mulaney, you know the one. Then we got <laughs> first two episodes of Kenobi that recently just came out. Mm. So out of all of these, Raúl, which one would you recommend to our listeners?
1: All right, I, I, This is you're going to find this interesting, Kevin. But I love Moon Knight. I love Multiverse Amanda. I'm huge into the Marvel stuff. I thought Unbearable Weight, Massive Talent. While well, I didn't love it, I thought it was pretty funny. Um. And, of course, Kenobi, we're going to have to get into... We're going to have to have some sort yeah, of separate we're, discussion we're about Kenobi. About yeah, we might sure. have to put out a, a separate episode about Kenobi and, and, and about Multiverse of Madness. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I just oh, yeah. feel so... we got to talk about that. Definitely. But of all those, if I'm going to recommend to just someone just out on the street, I'm going to say go watch Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. I will I say agree. that because that movie, that marks, that marks hits that checks all the boxes as far as the audience is concerned. Like, Marvel stuff and all that other stuff. Those are very specific types of audiences. But if I went walked up to anybody on the street, they asked me, "Hey, what movie should I see?" I feels I'd feel secure enough telling them, "You know what? I think you would like Chippendale Rescue Rangers I agree. because that was just such a delightful, wonderful surprise, and how much I love that movie. It's so funny, and it's not forced. None of the references are forced. It feels like the, our modern day uh, Roger Rabbit." I I'd really enjoyed yeah. that movie. No, I, I, yeah. I
0: agree. I think, I think it's the perfect movie that anybody can get into. And I think uh, if you watch it with your, your family, they're going to enjoy it just as much as you. You won't be sitting around explaining to your mom why Multiverse of Madness needs to happen the way it does. And why Doctor Strange is meeting uh, this bald guy on a wheelchair. Blah, you know, like none of that stuff matters. Disney knows what they're doing with Chippendale. I thought it was going to be horrible. When I first heard of it, and then I finally saw it, and I was very, very pleasantly surprised and delighted by how awesome it was.
1: There's nothing better than watching a movie you have very low expectations for it and being so pleasantly surprised by it. I mean, totally. that, that's how I felt watching Chippendale Rescue Rangers. So check that out. It's on Disney Plus, you guys. You have no excuse unless you don't have Disney Plus. Then borrow it from a friend. I don't know. Borrow... Or watch it illegally. Get, yeah, watch it. Get, get some illegal password sharing going with you and your friends. Come on, I know you guys already do it anyway. Don't 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 tell me you don't. Do it. Watch it.
0: Now, last Great. but not least here, uh, we have a movie of the month challenge that we're going to always try to do at the end of every yes. episode, which is I'm going to try to challenge Raul to watch a movie he hasn't seen, and it's going to be the same vice versa. So my movie of the month, and also also for the listeners, we challenge you also to watch these movies alongside yeah. with us so that next time we talk about it in the beginning of, the, of our episodes, we could, you, know, you, you can relate to it a little bit and know what we're talking about. So, Raul. My movie of the month for you to watch this upcoming month, so by the end of June, you need to have this watched already, Okay, is Alita Battle Angel. It is a movie about a cyborg robot girl who needs to find who she is, and uh, it's very anime-esque, but it's live action, and I truly believe it's one of the first Hollywood anime-related films that work for me. That did it right. That did it right. There's a lot compacted into it, but I think it's worth watching, and I think you'd really, really enjoy it.
1: All right, I've, I've I remember hearing about it when it came out. Uh, it looked pretty interesting. The effects look really crazy. This is the one with Christoph Waltz, right?
2: Yes, yes.
1: Okay, I'll check it out. Cause yeah, I'm not, you know, Kev, Kevin, you know this, but I I never really got into anime, and um, I'm I'm always curious to check check out anime and things like that. But
2: you're gonna learn today, bro.
1: I'm gonna learn it. Okay, so. Okay, I'll watch that. Alita Battle Angel. All right, Kevin. So I think I kind of tipped my 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 hand here early on about what I think I want you to watch. And I I go through all the AFI movies. I've been going through the AFI movies and I I loved you know, I've been loving it because you've been finding I've been finding some really good gems. So Heck yeah. this is how I encountered the, the Godfather film. So Kevin, I'm gonna have you watch the first godfather.
0: The first godfather.
1: Ooh. The Godfather part one.
0: I, I'm so glad you said that because I, I really want to go watch that
1: and I will say if you like that go ahead and fin- go ahead and continue with part two okay if you if you want to
0: and not part three because there is no part three
1: there is no part three but you know if <laughs> you don't watch if you don't watch part two that's fine because I only told you to watch one but if you watch one and you don't feel and you feel like watching part two which mm. I'm pretty sure you're gonna want to watch part two, Go ahead and watch part two. Those are, uh, it's a great two-punch, um, great two-parter, you know, a one-two-punch of, of films, and they're just remarkable. Great okay. films.
0: Yeah, well then, hey, I, I am more than happy to watch Godfather. I'm super pumped, I can't wait. I think that's on HBO Max as well, right?
1: Oh, is it? Maybe.
0: I don't know. But either way, listeners at home, you gotta watch Alita Battle Angel, Godfather, and go check out Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers on Disney Plus, because it's freaking hilarious and cute. Now, anyways, guys, you made it to the end. Thanks for listening, everyone. We made it to the end.
1: Good God.
0: We all made it to the end together as a team. <laughs> a couple of geeks, some real geeks. Right. in Real Geek News. Thanks for listening to Real Geek News, everybody. Now, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Kevin Andrew Rivera B-O and Raul Ceballos V-O. Ceballos is spelled C-E-B-A-L-L-O-S-V-O. And uh, Raul?
1: Yeah, I mean, and listen, if you guys want to send us a message, tell us, you know... Your, your your passionate movie news opinions and all that stuff. Even if, we, you know, tell us one of your favorite movies and, and you know, we'll, we, maybe we could talk about it on the show. I don't know. Just send us an email at realgeeknews at gmail.com. That's R-E-E-L, geeknews at gmail.com. Go ahead and, uh, go ahead and send us a message if you, if, you feel, if you feel so inclined.
0: Yeah, and we'll definitely have all the details in the description. So we will see you later, everybody. And most important of all,
1: stay geeky, my friends.